106.9. Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. The good thing about today's program is that, well, it is starting on time this morning. Uh, if you were listening yesterday morning, I uh, was a little bit late. Not even a little bit, honestly. I was about 45 minutes late, which is, honestly, for a four-hour program, that's pretty deep into it. Yeah, it is pretty deep into it. And then when you kind of consider, like, well, we should be here, like, 5, 5.30 at the latest. Stansberry, you snoozing yesterday. Yeah, and here's the thing. So, so when I was going to bed last night, thinking about it, on my mind was the fact that I was late this morning. And so then you start to, oh, my God, is it going to happen again? Oh, my God, is it going to happen again? Like, I actually reset my alarm all the way through. Unplugged it, re-put it back in, reset the time, Jeez. date, month, alarm, all of it to make sure I was ready to go. I hate that feeling. Like, I texted my boss, who was not in the building like after the show was over. So I texted him on my way home yesterday. I said, hey, man, I want to apologize for being late today. That's not like me. I said, I'm really sorry about that. And he didn't text me back for a while. Really? And I know that was part of it. He was oh, like, yeah. I'm going to let him sit on it. Oh, yeah. Part of it is he was out of the building. He was at another. He handles multiple markets, not just this one. And so he was in one of his other buildings and he was handling things there. I think he's hiring people. And, um, and so he was doing that. But part of it, I know how he, I know how he operates. And so part of it is like, Stansbury's neurotic. I won't answer him. It will make him fight for my affection and attention and my respect for him. And sure enough, it does. Like all day, I'm just like, oh my God, dude, let me off the hook on this, right? And so he texts me back. He was like, look, he's like, I know you. He's like, I know your dedication to your program. He's like, it's good. He's like, it's every once in a while. He's like, this stuff happens. He's like, if it becomes a habit, we're going to sit down and we're going to have a conversation about it. And I really, I walked away and was like, you know what? We bag on that dude a lot, but ultimately, pretty, dude, I got a halfway decent boss. There he goes. I mean, I've, <laughs> corporate Stansbury selling out right I've, now. That's what he had to well, do. He, That's what he had to do. The boss man told him yesterday, yeah, you have to go on the show, eat a little bit of crow, eat that humble pie. Dude. And now Stansbury, oh, he's not bad. at all. Like him. No, I'm just, you know, I'm getting old and irrelevant. And so you start <laughs> looking back on your life. And I was really lucky, honestly, when I started in the radio business. Dudes have horror stories, but I was really lucky. I started out with pretty good radio bosses. Um, I know the Howard Stern movie made Pig Vomit look awful. I worked for that guy. I love that guy. I would walk into fire for that dude. Now, he's no longer alive, but I would literally walk into hell for that guy. And so I've been lucky. Right. And it wasn't until I left there when I had bad radio bosses when I was like, oh, this can be really bad. Like, this can be not like, you know, I was like, just bad for me. Like, they're smart guys. They just weren't the right guys to, you know, help manage me. And it was like, okay, well, this isn't like, this is bad. And so, like, when I got this gig and I was like, okay, he's cool. Like, he's a good quality of life boss, nice guy. He wants to be your pal. I know we bag on him a lot, but I was like, okay, yesterday I was, I was like, okay, I, you know, this isn't the worst here. Well, I think anybody who works in morning anything knows that it's a possibility. Can now, happen. If you say you slept through your job that starts at nine o'clock in the morning, that's a lot more like, what do you mean? That might be like, a life problem. Right. Like, what right. do you mean you slept until 1030 and you're just now getting to work? But well, when, what were you doing last right, night. Right, but when you're supposed to... I can't to, do that on Saturday. When you're supposed <laughs> to be at work at the before the ass crack of dawn, inevitably, you know, like... It's, and I know a lot of you are. I know a lot of you are. It's not like I'm like sitting here telling you how, like, how tough it is. I mean, I drive in the morning. I see a lot of you on the road. Obviously, you guys are up early getting to work. It's much like it's much like in, in UFC, where inevitably you're going to get knocked, knocked out, out. No, matter, no matter how badass you are, no matter how dedicated you are to your program, inevitably you're going to sleep through that alarm. It's going to happen. So joined, as I always am, by Matthew Fantone, who you yeah. hear there, buddy. Yeah. I, uh, so... To so uh, so listen to this. Okay. You and I both have uh, have been talking about how we're kind of like 
Not necessarily. Yeah, well, we're kind of car shopping, yeah. right? You yeah, know what I mean? Not. We're kind of doing that first thing that everybody kind of does, like kind of kicking the tires online, looking at, you know, things and this and that. And we are kind of blessed in the fact that, you know, car dealers advertise here at the radio station. So it's like, okay, well, I, you know, maybe I'll check there, maybe I'll check there, whatever. Get a list of car dealerships that, you know, top of mind. So I've been kind of looking around or whatever. And I had found a, uh, a Toyota FJ that I was interested in looking at. At a dealership here locally, by you know, right by the radio station. It's about a mile away. And Motion Autosport is where it was. I don't know why I'm okay. dancing around it. That's where okay. it was. They don't advertise now, but that's where okay. it was. Okay. Right? And <clears throat> so I went in and I looked at it, and it's awesome. I love it. Little outside of the price range. So I'm, I am going to talk to CSE today and see if I can maybe, uh, maybe work it. A uh, different type of loan through them and then go back to the dealership and do that. I'm thinking about doing that. But ultimately, I walked away with, like, okay, this problem that I thought that, that was, like, hanging over my head this whole, like, last year that I thought was going to be insurmountable, I found out yesterday isn't as insurmountable as I thought. Like, I didn't even negotiate price of the truck. And they were still like, yeah, dude, we can make this happen. You know what I mean? I think, like, most people, you could probably make something happen. Just the, you know what I mean? The, the monthly payment was a little bit more than what I was, was comfortable doing. Well, now, at the end of the day, let's remember that, you know, dealerships, you know, obviously have a lot of flexibility when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, being able to get people mm-hmm. hooked up with, uh, with, with, you know, with a ride. And they're going to be able to do it at the end of the day. There's plenty of places that'll, you know, do a, hey, everybody's approved, no matter who you are, no matter what's going on in your life, we'll get it done for you. Yeah, because the, the worst thing for them is that they have to come get it in the middle of the night and then they sell the car again. You just got to make sure that you're getting a good deal. Just because somebody's like, hey, yeah, you're approved, doesn't necessarily make it your best interest. Make sure you look it over. Check out CSC, Federal Credit Union. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of steps. It's not an easy decision to well, make. Well, like I said, I didn't even negotiate the price of the right. truck. So what I'm thinking about doing is going to CSC today and right. saying, look, this is what the, this is everything that happened yesterday. Like, you're laying it out right up front and saying, why don't we do this? Why don't you give me a signature loan for this amount? I'll go back to the dealership and say, take this for the truck and let's do it. Right. And see how that goes. So that's kind of like the plan. So like... Like I said, like this problem that I thought like was going to be this huge issue in my life, I think is going to be easier to take care of than I thought. And now all of a sudden, because I know that, I don't feel as anxious about having to get it done, which is nice. So I'm feeling pretty good today. Buddy. Cross a little bit of that bridge. Um, yeah. And yeah, dude, yeah, it, yeah. it is. It's an overwhelming process. It's one of the biggest investments you make in your life. And people are just, you know, sometimes get backed into that corner. I, I just don't want to see you stuck in a car where no. you're like, son of a bitch. God damn it. But here's the I thing. This thing. I could have totally done it yesterday. Right. But I thought about it. I was like, what is the point? I was like, you know what it came down to? I'm like, bro, that's a lot less golf. <laughs> that's a, like, that's a lot less golf. Like, not even like, okay, well. Maybe I'll play, you know, I won't play as much. It was like, oh, dude, you're going to have to. I like. I was like, and then I started thinking about that. I was like, I'm not even off the lot yet, and I'm already thinking about how much I have to curtail it. No, 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 yeah, no, no Inevitably, no. you're going to have to tighten the belt when you make a big purchase. Yeah, but, but you don't want to be car poor. Right, 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 right. Don't break Don't so, break your budget by, by buying a new car. So the good news is, is like my plan anyway was to do this, was to get to May and kind of do it for the birthday thing. Right. By then, we should be signed here to our new deal. Right. And I would imagine that's coming with some sort of raise. They've kind of indicated they don't want to pay us what we kind of want and deserve. But there, it should come with some sort of a raise. Some sort of. And so, like, the incentive there was like, okay, then, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll take my tax return that I should be getting somewhat soon. We'll kind of put that away, and then we'll kind of wait until we sign the deal. And then, like, May, like, we'll kind of be like, you know what? Dude, it's your birthday. Buy yourself a car. 
You know what I mean? So like that's kind of maybe the plan now. Uh, and uh, but I am gonna uh, I'm gonna be getting with my bank, which is CSE, and I'm 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 gonna work it through them though. And I mean, not to put this into like a hey, by the way, we'll throw politics into this, but I do want to make the point of as <laughs> already as 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 this you know new Trump policy of car dealers that are car manufacturers that are gonna have to make their cars in America. I'm just worried cars are gonna get more expensive. So if if I were you and if I were me, I would really be thinking about pulling that trigger soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that will probably affect newer cars more than it will something used on. A lot. I'm just saying in the marketplace as a whole, and like, and all of a sudden it's like Ford. Now you're on the you're on the hook for all this money, and you got to do this. A Ford dealership's going to get your, get their money out of it. You know what I'm saying? Somewhere along, they're the line, not going to pay it. Right? They're not paying it. We're paying it. So I, I mean, I, yeah. Now I could go the opposite side of that coin. Three years from now, it could be like, oh my god, cars are raining. So cars, right? Everyone could have a new one, but and there's a little bit of me uncertainty makes me think like now's the time to act. You know what? That's uh, that's not the worst. That's not the worst idea I've ever heard. I just don't know. So yeah. it does. Also, new Turd Tuesday. You're getting new Ed Sheeran, new Rascal Flats, and here's the thing: we went a little outside the bounds for the rock song today, and I know it's going to upset some of you. I know. It. Good, good. I'm I'm glad they're going to be upset. But today, you get new Pat Benatar. Oh, that's a Stan's very favorite right there. Oh, dude. Why? Pat Benatar is so good. Why is Pat Benatar making new music in 2017? What's, well, that's a fair question. Is, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not okay. Like, I am. I'm. I'm gonna take up for Pat. I am. However, I'm gonna take up for her, but I'm not taking up for 2017, Pat. I'm not. But I mean, to deny the catalog of Pat Benatar. I don't know what it is about female singers, but when they come <laughs> under attack, next thing I know, like my claws come out, and I'm like. Oh, I'm Wolverine. <laughs> if you attack Pink Adele or Pat Benatar, Stansberry becomes Wolverine. Heart, you're big into. Oh, dude, don't even get me started. That one went without saying. The force field around hearts is impenetrable. And we do have a local today. I believe the band is called Undisputed, which makes me want to sing the Lil Wayne theme song for the FS1 show, Undisputed, every time I hear it. Uh, but we will get you uh, a listen into that. Also going to send you to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. And I'm sure there are other things to give away, but I yeah. haven't had a chance to open my email as of yet. So that's about the State of the Union for the program. And we'll be right back with more of it next on Rock 106.9. Ansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We do have two four-packs of tickets for the Canton Charge. Now, we have uh, we have one four-pack of tickets for what is tomorrow's game. Now, here's the thing on that one. That one's at, what, I'm sorry, what time is that tomorrow? 11 a.m. It's like an anti-bullying, uh, like for kids, like uh, thing. Correct? Am I Essentially, right about what happens there is you got the Canton City Schools. All those kids get in for free. And there's anti-bullying stuff, and you know we know. went to that last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you got bullied by some kids getting off the bus on the way to the anti-bullying event. What I was okay. <laughs> we were there was a group of seventh graders, and we all know they can be dicks. They can be. They can. And you could tell there was a group of the cool ones were all like standing at the door, and I was like, "Well, I'll just wait over here." Fantone says to me, he's like, bro, you host mornings at Rock 106.9, and you're a grown man. You're cooler than all those dudes combined, and I didn't buy it. He's like, look at the shoes that one's got on. He's way cooler than me. You were. You were all insecure about it, dude. I totally remember that. Remember when we were sitting in the road, and the kid had the pretzel, and I kept looking over my shoulder at him? 
It's almost like, man, that nine-year-old has no idea how much danger he's in for eating a pretzel. And then we also have a four-pack of tickets for the Charge game on Saturday night. That game's a uh, regular time, 7 p.m. Right, there. Right. Hopefully the Charge can get it together because Cavaliers struggling, man. Lost again last night. Did they lose that game that. again last night? Yeah, 124 to 122. Anthony Davis didn't even play. LeBron I was gonna say Hoost. I was gonna say they played the Pelicans with no Anthony Davis, right? I mean, bro, like that's pretty I mean, are you worried? Are you I mean, what's going on with um, you? Um, no. Am I worried in the sense of like am I worried big picture? No, but it's concerning at the very least. I mean, and even LeBron said it last night. Uh he said our 2017 is going pretty ishy. Pretty bad, you know. That was I his. don't buy it. And well, I mean, I, 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 I think LeBron's pissed. I, no, here's the thing. I think I've been on this, and I think I've been early on it. I, I think honestly, I think this is LeBron playing games with the rest of the NBA. I really do. I think LeBron, like the best of the best, like a Belichick or like a Saban, is just that much further mentally advanced than everybody else in the game that they go that far into it. And I think LeBron's got everybody on the, what's going on with the Cavs? What's going on with the Cavs? What's going on with the Cavs? And I think he is doing a little bit of, dude, let's be honest. Does he know he can win a championship? Yes. But there are road, there are role players and all this other stuff who are constant. And we know, do teams like to say they don't pay attention to the media, but they totally do. And so now you got, you got a guy like LeBron who's got teammates on the team who are hearing things like what? Oh, they're going to walk out of the East. They're going to walk out of it. They're going to walk out of it. And so I think there's a little bit of LeBron that's kind of keeping everybody in check. I don't buy this. We're, we're on a slide right now where we can't win these games. At the, at the end of the year, when you, when you look back on the season, nobody's going to be like, hey, remember in January when J.R. Smith was hurt and Kyle right. Korver was new to the team right. and Kevin Love's back was hurt and LeBron was kind of in a bad mood. And remember how tough it was in January? You're going to remember whether or not you won the championship or not. And I think the Cavaliers are still well poised to, uh, to I, I take a strike a, at that. I think there's a little bit of LeBron that knows how to motivate. And I and, and I think there's and like I said, like a Belichick or like a Saban or like a guy like that who's like cerebral like that and kind of knows how to get the most out of everybody around him. And so I could be way wrong on that. I could be like reaching, and maybe I am. But I I feel like the, we've seen this with LeBron before. He likes to play the psychological game, Ultimate Warrior T-shirt. He kind of likes to do that kind yeah, of stuff. He does. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he he's does. into that. He's very passive aggressive, and he likes to play the mental game. Cryptic tweets, and you're right. Yeah. The Ultimate Warrior shirt and the, 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 cookies, the cookies and the and parties that, yeah. and stuff over yeah. the Steph Curry body. And at the party. I mean, he's very like he likes to play with people's minds. And here's the thing. It works. He totally got in Draymond's head last year in the finals, and it won us a championship. I, I didn't see this in the game against the Warriors, but I noticed that someone pointed it out to me online. At one point during that game, uh, Draymond Green and him were kind of like jawing at each other, and he held up three fingers. And yeah, pointed showed at the his rings. Ring finger, because three well, rings. somebody from the sideline had yelled, like a fan had yelled, right. and he had kind of like pointed down. Yeah, right. that's LeBron. Right, that's what he does. So, I mean, I, is it is it concerning? Is it losing? Like, I think they've lost, I think, uh, four or three out of their last four games. Yeah, that's concerning. Yeah, I think, it certainly is. But. I think what's happening is LeBron's turning on the TV and he's watching this Golden State thing, which is going better than everybody, myself included, even predicted because everybody was like, oh, there's going to be chemistry issues. There's going to be chemistry issues. And there doesn't seem to be. And I was one of those guys. I was like, I don't know if that's going to work out as well as everybody thinks. And so I think LeBron's turning on the TV and he sees the high flying act that is the Golden State Warriors. And he's kind of doing this thing where it's like, good. You know what you do? You make the greatest player to ever play the game, the underdog. Do it to me again. When will you learn, NBA, that if you do this, like Brady and like Belichick with the with the, uh, with, with the Steelers, it's that game's normally twenty four twenty one. But Antonio Brown's out there filming stuff, getting paid by Esquire, and what do you got? You got Tomlin in the background talking trash, and Bill and Brady both were like, "Okay, 
All right, and they came out and they embarrassed you. And I think what you're seeing is I think you're you're going you're gonna to get a little bit of that with LeBron. But uh, I actually want to talk to you about the Indians now. Okay. I don't know if you heard about this, but there's, a, uh, there's an Indians fan who's on a mission. And what he would like to do is throw out the first pitch at an Indians game. Now, okay. if you're a big sports fan, that is a moment. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think throwing out the first pitch at any professional game is going to be a big deal. But Dropping if, the puck and right. like all those kinds of like things. That, any ceremony at a professional sport is a big deal. Big deal. Right? And so this fan would obviously like to do that. Right. And now in today's day and age, and I like to bag on social media a lot, but it can do some cool things, some good things. He reached out to the Indians via Twitter and tweeted at them and said, how many retweets do I have to get? before you would let me throw out a first pitch at a game. Now, you got to understand, the Indians can't just roll over and let anybody throw out a first pitch at a game because there's a bunch of people who pay for tickets and whatever. You're always looking to add as much entertainment value to that ticket so people walk out of the park going, okay, yeah, that was worth my money. Yeah, and I mean, a big part of the reason why they pick people to uh, throw out the Boy, first I pitch. I, right, and I'll buy tickets to go see my friend throw out the first pitch. They're right. trying to get you, you know, you, you come to the theater or to, a, to, the, to the ballpark. Guy. So there's a reason why you don't want to just be a rando, you know? And so he asks the Indians' Twitter account, how many retweets do I have to have before you let me throw out a first pitch? And his Twitter handle is at young underscore Seneca. They responded and told him that he needed 100 million retweets, which is quite a bit. Impossible. 100 million? A hundred million? Here's the thing. In today's day and age, what's happening right now? We don't know this kid at all. What's happening? This this story's on 19 Action News' website. It was on their television broadcast, and now it's on this radio show. Can we get it to – is he going to get to $100 million? I don't know. But I, that's my point, is that in today's day and age, the way you can mobilize and the way people will get caught up in the emotion of something and kind of be like, all right, and think about it. What's a retweet cost you? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. You're not risking anything. You're not throwing your neck out there for anything. And now I'm trying to – this was – Early this morning, and I think he was around a hundred thousand retweets. So he's a far cry away from it. Far away. But here's away. the thing: pitchers and catchers don't don't report for until what middle of February, and so like the season, we're what April? I think is when the season starts off. I mean, he's got the time. Uh, I don't know. I I don't even know if Twitter honestly is capable of that. Like, uh, well, I'm, the problem is Twitter had three hundred twenty million users as of March twenty sixteen. You know what I mean? You're asking for a third of twi- of Twitter users. To okay, that, that info I didn't have. Have when I was out there saying this could happen. I didn't know that. And like, honestly, you got to think too. Like, I mean, how many people care enough to like? All right. Oh, hey, I, I did know that. Twenty percent of the American public is on. Twitter. I, I just don't. I just don't know if there's the uh, if there's if there's enough support there for him. I don't know if enough people are going to care. I figured once it got to TV, and maybe what happens is like you know how people get caught up on this. Other teams get a hold of it, and then next thing you know, it's a cool, fun story, and now they're retweeting it, and they're you know what I mean. I was like, there might be a way, but honestly, you're right to get a third of anything. A million would have been, a, I think, I think an impressive enough number. I think a million retweets would have been like, all right, that's that's worth your first. Pitch. If I was him, I would have retweeted. And said, what if I get the average amount of attendance from last year? What if I get? The- <laughs> All right. They've given it a name, and I'm not sure I care. We'll give you that next on the Stansbury Show. 069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Coming up at 9 o'clock, your first opportunity of the day to head out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Get your first keyword of the day at 9 a.m. this morning. You also get new Tour Tuesday, new Ed Sheeran, new Rascal Flats, new Pat Benatar. 
I've been taking some heat I have uh, early this morning online via my love affair of uh, all things female singer uh, and my love affair of, uh, well, like the Pat Benatars, the Stevie Nixes of the world who I love. Stansbury, you're a strong, independent woman. Don't let the haters bring you down. Here's the thing, man. I uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm, uh, I'm fine with it. I'm, uh, I'm a crazy cat lady in an old fat dude's body, and I'm fine with it. I've, uh, I've made peace. <laughs> I have. I've made peace. Things are fine. Also, 7:30, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of charge tickets. I'm sorry, that's a four pack of tickets. Yeah. And that game is tomorrow. Yeah. So we'll get you hooked up with those around 7:30. So we now know what the name of the next Star Wars movie is going to be, the one that comes out next December. Now this, Phantom, this is very confusing. This is the follow-up to the movie that was out last year, because you know they're doing different storylines. And yeah, and see people like you are what? getting lost. And and, and what? I think there might be a problem here where like where people aren't gonna be able to follow the storyline. I think they're they are getting a little guilty of of the way they're doing this, maybe, of Assuming that everybody's like me, knowing, oh, well, this is this and this and this and this and this, which is, I think is a bad system. Oh, dude, the assumptions re- recently made by movie uh, movie makers that I want to do homework to understand the movie is terrible. Like, like, I hate that. Like, I gave your boy Vince McMahon credit on this the other night. I went to the WWE. I never watched that stuff, right? I, I don't watch it. But Vince is smart in the fact that he knows how to peddle his product because while sitting there, knowing nothing about it, I still was able to figure out you're a Harlem Globetrotter and you're a Washington general. Like, I was able to pick that up in the middle of it, and I know nothing about it. Now, it's a fine line because, obviously, the deeper you go into a story, the more character development you want, the more, like, you know, detail you want. And, of course, the movie should be better if you're more familiar with the universe. But Always. they should stand alone as well. They should be able to just Like, comic like- book movies have done a pretty good job of that, from what I understand. Like, comic book nerds who know everything inside and out are getting enough of that. But, like, people who don't read those books are coming into those movies and being like, oh, you know what? That's still a cool movie. So I think you might be right that Star Wars may be confusing some people now. The box offices are all right. You know what I mean? Like people are going or whatever. So ultimately, it's probably not like a huge problem. But apparently, this next one's going to be called The Last Jedi. And of course, everybody's like, oh, my God, because they hear the word Jedi. Now, I've kind of said I feel like these movies are going to be good for a certain period of time, and then they're going to... Much like you keep hearing about, like, you know, Tom Brady and Brett Favre, like, right. they were good, 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 and then all of a sudden 40 hit, and then they just fell off of a cliff. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what's going to happen with the Star Wars franchise. I've been on record saying this, and I stand by it, that if I get a good Han Solo movie, and if they give me a good Boba Fett movie, you can make the rest of them, and honestly, if that falls off after that, I wouldn't care, me personally as a fan. Now... Obviously, a little different with athletes because, like, the concept of father time, you can't beat it. But in movies, you kind of can. You have, oh, for sure, you, know, you can. You have CGI. You have all kind of things at your benefit. So, I mean, are there any movies you feel like are, are really like long-term projects where, like, like the Bond movies, let's say, for example, okay. like, I mean, those have lasted decades, much like Star Wars. I feel like the Daniel Craig ones have been decent. It's been oh a, yeah, those are good. It's been a reinvention of Bond. I mean, I like I like it when Bond movies are a little bit more gadgety, a little bit more like traditional, but they've been good. So I just wonder if Star- I mean they spawned the Jason Bourne series, which ended up being huge. I mean, that's kind of like the American Bond. So yeah, that's been a huge franchise. I wonder if 
Star Wars is going to be able to. But even that is different, though, because the way Star Wars is doing this, it's too many different storylines. There's different characters. There's different time frames that we're looking at. I'm just supposed to know which one's which. Well, the problem is, is that, yeah, stuff is happening like 100 years, 150 years in between these two lines. So we now know the last one's going to be, or this next one's going to be called The Last Jedi. We know Carrie Fisher's in it. She had been, she had finished filming. What we don't know is like how much she's in it. I hear there will be no young version of her playing um, uh, Princess Leia. Sorry, I can't believe I'm going to draw a blank on anything. It would be that. So, so this is a Luke Han Leia story. This is Okay. okay. So the last year when The Force Awakens came out. And at the end of that, all right, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry, but it's been a year. year, It's been a year. At the end of it, Ray, the female lead of that movie, finds where Luke's been hiding. This movie will pick up, from what I'm reading, from that moment. And everybody's kind of waiting on the edge of their seat. Is this where we find out that Luke is Ray's father, which I would imagine they're real big into that in this this franchise. So I I could see that. It's just I saw the Star Wars fandom yesterday, and look, I'm so guilty of it. I'm not knocking you. But it's like you heard the word Jedi, and you got an erection. All day. I was like, did you think they weren't going to go to this word? I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I feel, uh, I'm more excited about the Han movie, I guess, is, is where I'm at on this. I'm not really waiting for this movie as much as I maybe should be. I feel like I feel like in the Star, U- Star Wars universe, somebody needs to introduce condoms, first of all, because if everybody, it's like a Maury Povich episode of just like, oh, whose father is it? Who knows? I don't know. Why don't you people pull out sometime? You know what I mean? Like, I know I know it's better when you don't, but like maybe every now and then you should think, you know, down the field a little bit, Star Wars universe. Every Quit once getting while, her pregnant. Every you're, once in a while I gotta get the saber wet. You you're know in what the mean? middle. You're in the middle of a galactic Star Wars battle, and you decide having a child in a war Zone is a yeah, good but idea. dude, we got a bunch of robots that can raise kids. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like CP, you know, C3PO is gonna like change the diapers. He's gonna teach your kid to speak and all that stuff. You're gonna be fine. Now is Luke the father? We'll find out next on this episode of Maury. You would think, right? right? I mean, for all, I mean, they can jump to hyperspace, but they can't do DNA testing. Right, right, right. Just seems there's a lot of what a the lot hell's of- going on in that. <laughs> In that damn Death Star, what's happening? A lot over of there? uncertainty, dude. A lot of uh, a lot, a lot of question marks in that. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I, I can't say I'm over it because I know I'm not. Like the moment right. it hits the theater, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, right. I want to go. But I, um, it is a little like every day now. Like I'm getting new Star Wars information. It's like, guys, like. Uh, you're only going to be able to go back to this so many times. I, I wonder. I mean, we talked about this when it was first bought, and, and, and Disney bought Star Wars for $4 billion. Four billion, which you still claim is like, that wasn't that, I mean, honestly, that was a bargain. It's not nearly enough money when you consider that Rogue mm-hmm. One, the the kind of like the, I don't want to say the, the B-list project, but a little bit like, you know. The less for sure part of the franchise. So when that grosses a billion dollars... In half well, a year, not even. Here, here's a great way to frame it. UFC sold for four billion. That company's 15 years old. Right. <laughs> Star Wars is bigger than than, than uh, UFC for sure, like, and will probably always remain to be. I would I would think. I, like I said before, I just would have thought the merchandising alone would. Well, uh, I'm not sure Disney got all of that. I I think there are things in the. Con- I think Lucas still gets a lot of like the toy money, because that was his whole thing back in the 70s. Is like he had the vision. The movie studio laughed at him. He was like, fine. He's like, because you know, dude, big companies, like big entertainment companies, get out there, talent, make us the money while we rip you off. 
You, dude, that's a very familiar story Welcome for you. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show. Welcome yeah. to Rock 106.9. Yeah, here we right. are. So what Lucas did is says, I'm smarter than all of you. Fine, give me the rights to the toys. And the movie studio went, <laughs> what an idiot. Okay, what an idiot. <laughs> he made all the money. He made all the money. So I think there's part of that. I don't know the ins and outs of the contract, but from what I understand, Lucas remained a big part of that. Um, now, I'm sure Disney's getting paid, right? Yeah. I'm sure they're getting paid. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, I do want to go to Disney. Like, I do want to go down to that, like, Star Wars. That's Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, if I had a girlfriend, and that's the only way you can do it. Yes. Like, I, like, I, I can't just, like, I'm going to go down there and I'll play golf Disney because Disney's got a lot of good golf courses down there. And then I was like, ah, I'll just go down, play a little golf, and maybe see the Star Wars exhibit. And I was like, you can't do that single. You got it. You know what I mean? No. So no. here's the thing. I would look for early part of summer for there to be a 90-day relationship in my life. <laughs> And a quick hop out of town to check out the Star Wars uh, cop out there. Eh, dude, and if you're even going to do it with a girlfriend, because I think it's a little bit like, unless it's an afternoon, but if you're vacationing in Disney as a couple without children, like, why? Oh, no, 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 no. Dude, my friend Cassie and her husband did this, and they're big Star Wars fans, and she got back. She's a huge, I mean, she, dude, she's a cosplayer and, uh, and all that stuff, and she got back, and so I, I did. I hit her right up, and I was like, hey, how was that? Because she's a bigger Star Wars fan than I'll ever be. And she was like, I'm telling you right now. She's like, if you even like the movies a little bit, she's like, go. They did oh, such a great job I, with it. I mean, I'm not denying that it's, it would be a cool place to go see, but I'm just saying people who go to Disney as adults without children kind of uh, weird me out. I think Disney's a lot like Vegas like that. I think people assume that, that they're one thing, and then you get there and you realize there's a whole other end of it. What whole other end of Disney? Well, like I said, man, like there's, I mean... Dude, obviously, I don't think I don't think the four world star golf courses they have are for nine year olds. Go down to go down to Disney and play golf, sure. But I'm saying you go to the Magic Kingdom on your honeymoon without children. I just I'm a little bit like, what are you uh, doing? All right, like, all right. You, okay, I will say this: that if they did not have like a huge Star Wars world, I would right. be on your side. I would. Right. I would be on your side. Right. I'm looking to excuse it away. Because I'm going to do it next year, and I don't want you to think I'm weird. I'm totally going to think you're weird. If you go to Orlando and you go play golf on Disney Golf Resorts, that's fine. You stop by the Star Wars thing, sure. You go spend a day at, at, Orla- or at uh, Universal Studios. But you're not going to go like stay on the Disney grounds. Okay. You're not going right. to go okay. uh, be the Magic Kingdom and walk around and ride Pirates of the Caribbean. No, but Space Mountain, I'm going to make that thing my bitch. Weird I cried guys. when I was five. I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to dominate Space Mountain. Should be you should be in you know you should be in an adult vacation doing adult things. Go do adult things is what I'm saying. See, when you say it, it sounds like you're telling me to go to a swingers club. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like you're telling me to grow up. <laughs> we have bad news for the Browns, well, because that's the yeah. only kind they make. So we'll give you that next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Nine o'clock. You're getting new Tur Tuesday, new Ed Sheeran, new Rascal Flats, new Pat Benatar, and you're also getting a trip to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. <laughs> That's probably the bigger of the two there. That's probably cooler than new Tur Tuesday. I wonder if Pat Benatar is going to be at the iHeartRadio Music Award Fest. Don't whatever. tell me that. I would. Uh, I would want to be there. I. Uh, I like her a great deal. Husband. Her husband. I don't know. Well, you know what? I may be speaking out. I don't know if there's still a thing. But back in the day, like her husband, her guitar player was like he's from Ohio, I believe Bay Village. So, you know, a little Ohio connection there, a little bit there, a little bit. Yeah, Pat Benatar. Before the break, I was talking about I kind of want to go to Disney, check out like the Star Wars like whole thing. I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get myself a ninety day relationship next year, next summer, and you know, to take the new girlfriend down there just so I get to see Star Wars play a little golf. So asking you shall receive, Phantom. Yeah. Uh, reaching out via Twitter, 
at JP underscore craft 13 says, I, you can date my wife for 90 days. Do, do whatever you want with her. Here's the, here's the catch. I get to go to Disney with you. Ah. Okay. I mean, that sounds fine. Yeah, you can make it 90 days through anything. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's, it's not even 100. Like You can make it through 90 days of anything. So if you can make it through 90 days of Stansberry banging your wife in all sorts of gross ways, then yeah, maybe. maybe I mean, here's the thing, dude. I'm 40. With I'm 40. It's 90 days. How many times do you think that's actually going to happen? Four at the most. Right. At the most. Come on. Ah, so I'm asking you, shall we receive there? There you go. little cuckold situation right there. Just to go play some golf with Stansberry. That word makes me feel uncomfortable. It does. It's always made me feel uncomfortable, and it's always made me feel like it's wrong. Well, I think that's the whole point of it. It matches the it matches the action. Like I always thought it was a swear word. Like because no. because the only place I had ever seen it was porn, and no. I was like, I bet that's a I bet that's a swear word. No, I mean having another dude bang out your wife. I think that's the whole purpose of it is to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Really? I don't know about Just head that. Head to the body shop. They'll tell you. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I hear that place is fantastic. Uh, one of the prides of Canton, Ohio. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, the Pro Stansberry Fo- Show. Right. Pro Football, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. And Let's put another one in between there. Poppy Euros. Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's get a little separation. But sure, all yeah, right. and then... Uh, and then uh, a little further down. A little further. Oh, there's the McKinley-Maslin rivalry. You know, that's up there, too. But a little further down is the Body Shop Swingers Club right there in Cleveland. Notice. Yeah. Put this program in front of all of them. <laughs> that's what I did there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Asking you shall not receive, apparently, if you're the Cleveland Browns, as they asked Deshaun Watson, who was the quarterback from Clemson, who just won a national championship, uh, they asked him to play in the Senior Bowl because they are coaching the one side of the Senior Bowl. And that makes sense, you know, as the Browns have a look at number one draft pick. And obviously this is a uh, a make or break situation here when it comes to this pick. So you want to take a look at Deshaun Watson, see if he's really worth, uh, worth the pick. And he has said no. No, I'm not going to do it. Says, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. Now, that obviously is sending a message on Deshaun Watson's part. Now, here's how the world has changed. And I'm not knocking this. I'm just going to expose it to you, okay? He actually said that one of the reasons why he wasn't going to play in the Senior Bowl is that he just came off like a 14-game season, won a national championship, and he actually said the words, I'm tired. Now, I'm not knocking this. I'm just telling you that the world has changed in my lifetime from, dude, a football player would have never said that because it would have hurt your draft stock, to now we've, uh, we've evolved far enough to where people realize, well, dude, no, that's, I mean, you're going into like a pro thing. You, uh, dude's rest might not be bad. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if the concept of like, no, football dudes are tough and they keep their nose to the grindstone is, is worth that much to you, then fine. But like at the end of the day, you know your body, you know your priorities, you know what's most important in your life. And I, 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 would, I would like to think that over the past, I don't know, 50 years, 60 years of professional football, the guys have gotten bigger, faster, and stronger. Maybe we should uh, let, let, let the uh, sports scientists kind of figure this out and not be like, no, you're a pussy because you're tired. Well, I mean, there's two sides of that coin, too. I hear a lot of people claim that, you know what, these guys are getting hurt more than ever now because of how much stuff they're doing with their bodies. and I think there's a happy medium somewhere. And so this is a problem. Now, I'm not sure they were going to take Deshaun Watson with the number one pick. Uh, Everybody says it's going to be Miles Garrett. Put a pin in that. We'll get to that here in a minute. But Hugh Jackson, known around the league, this isn't like a a here thing. He's kind of known around the league to be a quarterback whisperer. 
Uh, you can kind of look at what he did with Andy Dalton, and he's had some other quarterbacks. I was going to say, what's the other evidence there? Because we always see Andy Dalton. Well, he, I believe, I, I can't remember who the quarterback was, but in Oakland, he had that kid playing at a, at a, a little bit of a better level, right? Because he had kind of turned Oakland around a little bit, and people were shocked when he had like lost that gig. So, I, excuse me, I don't remember all of the ins and outs in that, but I, I mean, he's he's the widely reputation's there. Yeah, I mean, he's widely considered to be a quarterback whisperer, and. So it'd be interesting to see him with a kid who's got first round talent, right? Or you know, or at least somebody who's perceived to have like first pick talent even. Now let's go to the Garrett thing here real quick though. Defensive end. And he's supposed to be a stud. Like they, they say Miles Garrett is a non-miss pick, is what they say. Non-miss. And you just signed Jamie Collins, that kid from the New England Patriots, which I couldn't believe. Everybody said when we picked him up, that wasn't going to be a thing where we were going to be able to retain him, and they One did. One-year rental, everyone thought. Yeah, yeah and, and, and they turned him into the highest-paid linebacker in the league, and everybody freaks out about that. But every two years, a new guy becomes the highest-paid guy in the league because they rework the deal all the time. And at the end of the day, who cares? I mean, like, I guess, you know, obviously your thoughts on cap space, but, like, it's not your money. $50 million, They got, like, $53 million or something to play with. I mean, yeah. they, I mean they had to do it. So, I'm kind of stuck in the middle now with the Browns and what they should do. Because if Miles Garrett is a can't-miss pick, I like that terminology when you when I have the, the, the draft experience that the Browns have, have shown me. And especially the fact that they've been so willing to empty the cupboard recently. I mean, look, there's like, what, six former Browns that are going to be in the, in the Super Bowl right now? Or whatever. Yeah, that's a uh, that was a frustrating read yesterday on ESPN.com. Oh, they, Bleacher uh, Report! Everybody was just hammering us yesterday. They uh, they now at the end of the day, is there a point? Yes, I mean, there's always point to uh, when somebody leaves your organization and goes on to do great things. But none of those guys would have ever turned into Super Bowl players on the Cleveland Browns organization as it stood. So there's a lot of uh, butterfly effect when you start like, well, they left and they left, and here's what happened with this player, and like a lot a lot changes when you go to different organizations. But I hear this a lot, that other teams do this, and that the Browns do not, which is you draft for your system versus collecting talented players. We have collected talented players, and then we just ship them out because we don't draft our system. Well, And at some point, you have to do that. Now, here's the thing. I don't know what the Browns' system is because I don't think that they've laid the groundwork for the system. That is the problem, is that over the past... In, since 1999, the past 18 years at this point, you've had so much turnover. You've had so much turnover from the top to the bottom of, well, there is no system when you have a new head coach every two years. You know what I mean? When, you, when you've got draft picks from two regimes ago that are on the field for you right now, it's like, yeah, I mean, of course those guys aren't going to fit your scheme because you didn't draft those guys. You're just joining us. You're here the Yakety Sacks. You know we're kind of talking about the Cleveland Browns, and we were talking about Hugh and his reputation to be a quarterback whisperer. I want to thank the Twitter audience for uh, tweeting this, and Joshua says, the other QB for Hugh was Terrell Pryor. Now, I kind of remember that, and I kind of remember saying, oh, dude, people didn't think Terrell Pryor could be even this good at the pro level of quarterback. Now, notice, he's no longer a quarterback, and he's back with Hugh again. Um... Wow, if that's the only other evidence about that, yeah. is that is that enough to be warranted a, as a quarterback whisperer? Is, is Andy Dalton enough to? Uh, oh, I don't okay. know about that. That may sh- that may shake my opinion just a ju- just a smidge there. So at some point, now you get a new defensive coordinator in Greg Williams coming over from the Rams. So I understand the appeal of Miles Garrett there after you just signed Jamie Collins down bolstering the defense. I'm not sure this is the quarterback class where you can take a kid at number one. 
I, I just don't. Everything the experts say on all these quarterback experts on TV, the number one thing they say about Watson is he needs a like he'll be good, he'll be a he'll be a pro quarterback, but he's going to need the work. And I just if they could bring him here and sit him a year, I think you do it. But they're not gonna. This is the place where they yelled Johnny preseason game two. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. I don't think it's where you can do it. Um, well, if you're going to do it, then you have to be strong enough to hear those chants of Johnny or those chants of whoever. And, and stay and, and, steadfast and, in right. your plan. Which you'd like to you think You can't that, let the 500 section of First Energy Stadium coach the team. You can't do that. You'd like to think that the Browns organization is savvy enough to know that and understand but that. They but they keep screwing it up. But, 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 big old but there. Um, you know, and I, here, I guess I'll give it to you. And, and Browns Twitter is going to blow up and they're going to scream at me. And, 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 and what about Trey? Trading down. Not taking anybody at number one. He also had Jason Campbell in Oakland. Okay. As a as a, as a whisperer. What about trading down? Oh, it's gonna I don't think you can this no. year. It's gonna make the again, they're gonna worry about what the fan base says, and it's gonna make the fans go nuts. It's gonna make the fans go nuts. So let me can't coach the fan, can't, fans can't coach I, the team. I fans just said that. Draft. You know that's my mentality. I'm just telling you, I don't think that's a reality in today's sports world anymore because of the voice that the fans have now. Like, and what do you what do you think about this? I can't remember what number we're picking second. Like, is it twelfth? Yeah, I think it's like first and twelfth. I think is what we have. What if you take Garrett one trade down twelve? That might be a move. But again, you can't. I mean, you can speculate all up until April on this, but until somebody takes somebody off the board, it's like Jenga. You, you, you think you know the move you're going to make, but if the guy playing before you takes, the, takes that bar out, then what do you got to do? You got to shift your plan. Um, they've got the first pick in the draft, the 12th pick in the draft. Thank you. In the second round, the 33rd pick of the draft. The second round, the 52nd pick in the draft. The third round, the 65th pick. See, those picks right there are almost more interesting to me than the first pick of the draft, especially this year. The NFL is filled with second, third round great stories, guys that came out of, out of nowhere, playing for colleges that didn't matter, that are all of a sudden great pros. As a matter of fact, the NFL is one of the very few pro sports leagues that has like more non-drafted players than drafted. Those picks can be great. Eight picks. That's a lot. You can real Dude, imagine if the Green Bay Packers could give Aaron Rodgers eight picks this year. That's what I'm saying. By year three, this should be able to be turned around. You just signed a linebacker. You got eight picks this year. You got four quarterbacks. You played six last year. I mean, if you can't get to five wins next year. (laughs) Seven o'clock hour, the money hour. We're talking about sports. We're going to get it on the ticket, the fan, the big one. And we're talking about a goddamn five-win team at best. At best. And we're still better served talking the Browns than anything else in the world. Browns are awful, dude. They're terrible. They're terrible. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, uh, they do make me feel better about my performance. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I'm not so bad at life. All of a sudden, I don't feel like I'm stealing my paycheck. Maybe they'll get five wins next year. Five wins. You know, I'm being reminded we traded down to pass over Julio Jones with Mangini. We did do that. Yeah, the thing I'll say about that. Joe Flacco, Hugh Jackson had in Baltimore. There you go. There you go. There is evidence. There are people who don't believe Joe Flacco 
has played at that level since he's been in uh, since he was there. Thank you for that, John. I appreciate it. But the Julio Jones thing, like I said at the beginning of this, is the butterfly effect. If Julio Jones would have came to the Cleveland Browns, what was that five years ago? Yeah, five years ago, Julio Jones would not be a, a, who he is today. I said yesterday the problem is is the Browns would have traded Julio Jones four times by now. Like Atlanta kind of waited. They understood. It's like okay, yeah, he's here now, but this isn't going to be tomorrow. And what happened? They went out and got they got Sanu from the Bengals, and that kind of helps free up the other side of the field. It's so many moves go into the NFL team winning. Everybody always thinks it's these wide receivers because you see them on TV and all this stuff. So much stuff goes into winning. So much. And we're a far way away from it. Far like, away. Like it, far. It, it's pretty bad. Far. I think you take Garrett at one, trade 12. Right now. Now, the draft's until April. I could change my opinion a million times between now and then. I'm in the live opinion business. But at 717 on the 24th of January, I say you take Garrett 1, trade 12. We'll get you hooked up with some charge tickets. That game's tomorrow. It is at 11 o'clock in the morning, so we, we need to make sure you're able to go. But we'll give you those tickets next on the Stansbury Show. Six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're going to get a four-pack of tickets to the Charge game tomorrow morning. Now, the game is tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. It's like a kid's day at the Charge game. Anti-bullying message is normally what you get with that. And uh, that game is at 11 a.m. tomorrow. And if you can make that, we'll give you a four-pack here in just a few minutes. 800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. Uh, real quickly here, as somebody has just sent me a photo of this, and uh, Fantone's not a craft beer person at all. No. And uh, I kind of yeah. like drinking the craft beer. As a matter of fact, I found a really good one at TD's the other night before the WWE. I, uh, From Blue Point Brewery in New York, I had their toasted lager on tap at TD's. It was fantastic. That beer was so good. Yeah, I had a pint of their finest Miller Lights. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah, you did. Listen to this. Somebody just sent me this photo. It says, dude, I know you like craft beer. Have you had this yet? And I haven't. Ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough ale. And I can't decide if that would be good or not. Wait, so is it beer or ice cream? It's beer, but okay. Ben and Jerry's are now, like, everybody's in the craft beer business now. Dude. Okay. There's so much money to make. And a lot of these breweries now are going out, and, like, they realize now that they can make beer taste like anything. Like they did with vodka, and that exploded for 10 years. They figured out now, oh, my God, we can taste beer. We can make beer taste like anything. And so now they're going out, and they're buying all these franchise names and putting it on so people buy their beer. And chocolate chip cookie dough ale. I don't know. I don't know if I could be into that. I don't know. Either. It sounds like very like it would be very rich. Like maybe one of those would be good, but you're not going to put it in a cooler to like tailgate. What are they called when you drink those little beers? Flights of beers? Flights. Maybe like one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight. Be but, good. At- yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not drinking ice cream beer. All right, I have a study here. Uh, I believe out of Sweden is where this happened. And uh, parents, I think you're going to be bummed out when I tell you this. Okay. Okay. Now this isn't about your kids per se, but it's about the stuff that they're playing with, okay. toys and the like. Oh, okay. I was going to say, we, I don't know if we should talk about that on the radio, <laughs> but okay. All right. No, I mean, dude, not everybody had the childhood you did. Okay. Not everybody just in their bedroom listening to Limp Bizkit cranking it. Okay. Right? That's, that's it's not a good childhood a, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like the worst. You always see those memes. Your childhood was awesome if you were in your bedroom cranking it and listen to Fred Durst. Oh my god. That's, that's what I was doing. But it turns out that a study done late last year, 2016, has found that, oh my god, given the chemicals used in both and the restrictions on them, that sex toys are safer than children's toys as far as the chemicals in them. 
They checked, I think it was 112 children's toys in Sweden, found 15% of those contained banned chemical substances, including lead. That's So basically what that tells you is these toy companies are skirting the laws and putting things in these toys. And what's that all about? What's that all? If a company's skirting laws, what's it about? They're doing it cheaper. They're looking to do something cheaper versus making it right and within the boundaries of the law and more expensive. They're looking to make more money, up their profits. Of course they are. That's the only reason to skirt any law in business is to make more money. That's the only reason, right? And so sex toys now, at first when I read the, when I read the headline last night, I was like, well, yeah, sex toys are designed to go in your mouth. Like that's kind of like partially that's part of what they're for. They're meant to be put inside of your body in some area. Okay, but everybody knows that kids, what's the first thing they do when they pick up a toy? Put it right in their mouth. Constantly chewing on I things. mean, we are the human being, whether we want to deny it or not, are born with an oral fixation. Um, And, you know, it's kids, dude. They don't have any other way to like, you know. Yeah, they don't and, think about and it. And they don't have, right, they don't have like a, a, a concept of like, oh, this could be germy or they, could, they don't have an understanding right, of that. about know? how gross that is right, right, to think about that. Right. So things just go in their mouth, which is all the more reason why, honestly, the restrictions on what, pe- uh, what you use to make kids toys should be absolutely. Absolutely, it should be stringent. Yeah, you'd like to think so, but I mean, think about all of the of the cheap knockoff toys and stuff well, like that. Well, where you hear about this is the dollar stores, right? Like, I always hear the dollar stores are really, really bad about like the products that they have. Well, I mean, I don't want to say like you know which one in particular, but let's not act like big box stores are are, are, are not importing toys from China. You know what I'm saying? They're of not course. importing why toys is from cheap. Right, 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 cheap. right. At the end of the day, any, any any move a business make is is going to, to make be money. to make money. Right. Like you know whether it's breaking the law or not, hiring a really good morning show to host a rock uh, your rock morning show or hiring illegal immigrants to bring them in and they don't work for as much yeah so at the end of the day all these decisions are being made to save money just related me to an illegal immigrant well i mean pretty goddamn well if you ask me standing outside of lowe's all day just oh, waiting bro. there by a truck you could absolutely make more money selling <laughs> strawberries off of the fulton exit than you can doing this so i uh I, I guess i can't say i'm surprised and you have to think too i mean like don't get me wrong i i, I there's knockoff sex toys there's no question about it, but like I think people, really? that's one of those things that people are going to spend a little bit of money on. They're going to buy somewhat of a quality product when it comes to their sex toy. Are I, you a bargain sex toy shopper? Yeah, I gotta wonder about that, right? It's, it's like toilet paper to me, where it's like, no, some things go are just worth, home. some things are just worth spending a little bit of extra money on. Now, you know, peanut butter, I'm like, dude, whatever. Whether it's a can of Jif or it's a can of great value peanut butter, I don't care on. But when it comes to toilet paper, which is going close to it to a to an orifice or, or something that's actually going to go into an orifice, you got to kind of make sure you got to kind of make sure that it's worth, you know, the money that you're spending on it. Would I bargain shop sex toys? I can't imagine. I mean, I didn't even know you could. Like, you just walk into the store, they're all up on the rack, and that's what they cost. Well, well, yeah, I mean, you know... I mean, can you buy them in bulk on eBay? Oh, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can. But at the end of the day, when you go in there, interesting. you see, you know... Does Amazon have that? You know, let's say, it's, let's say we're looking at, at, at fake penises. Um, <laughs> like, there's... You, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but you wait till <laughs> I swallow before saying things like that. There's going to be, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, specific Ugh. brands like Vivid makes adult toys and, 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 and I'm sure, you know, there's different specific brands, yeah. but there's going to be those cheap knockoff brands made in China. I am uh, I am sex toy free in the house right now because, well, here's the thing. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, right, guy, right. yeah, right. Exactly. Like you have a new woman come over. You can't be like, oh, yeah, there's a box in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. They obviously know that was used right. with somebody else. Right. So it's like in my life, dude, that's all it is. It, dude, it's, it's a dildo cleanse like every 90 days. It's like, well, there she goes. Got to throw these out. Like, yeah, I got to tell you, want to bargain shop sex toys? Hit up the, you know, hit up the dumpster outside my apartment. (laughs) Every 90, 120 days, you can find a bunch in there. But, oh my God. But apparently, man, apparently. Uh, uh, sex toys are safer via the lead content than children's toys. And if you're a parent, that just has to scare the living crap out of you. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the charge game for Kids Day tomorrow. And uh, this is obviously the best place to do it. Duh. So let's pass out a four-pack right now. Uh, 800-243-7625 is the number you need on those. And we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Still to come, 9 o'clock is new Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Casino Northfield Park there. Today you're getting new Ed Sheeran, new Rascal Flats, new Pat Benatar, and then uh, locally a band called Undisputed. We'll give you that here. Coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, 9 o'clock, send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Good hour. That'll be damn cool. Head over to WRQK.com right now. You can check out a video of a guy who apparently has the biggest penis ever. Huge penis. And apparently it's prohibiting him from working where he currently is, and he's trying to raise the money to come over here to work in porn. And i got to be honest with you, that looks bigger than anything I've ever seen in porn. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. Dude, like, yeah, he yeah, makes I mean, Lex Steel, like, he, that makes it look like Lex Steel has, a, like, a small penis. That's crazy. Um, with that being said, though, this dude's dong seems pretty deformed. Like, it seems very, like, I don't know, just, like, weird looking to me. Well, he has a cover on it because you can't just like. Oh no no no! But I mean, I've looked at like I've seen. Oh, this you've dude's, seen yeah. it on I've, I've seen his, his penis. Before, oh, I have yeah. not seen. But there's a video on it. You can watch it. WRQK.com. It that thing's massive. That's a. I mean, technically, I mean, he's holding it with both hands, and you could use a third. And honestly, damn it! I would assume this guy's got to have all sorts of problems with it. I mean, getting enough blood flow has got to be a challenge for that. I don't know. What's? I, don't know. I mean, here's the thing: every guy wishes they had a little bit more. But what's the point of having it if you can't put it places? Right, right. If it's not right. going to comfortably fit places, I don't want it. But that's online for your viewing pleasure. If if you would like to peruse it, wrqk.com in the stands ratio section is where you find that. I have to transition now to something not so lighthearted as I'm as I'm finding this out from WKYC's Facebook page. And uh, apparently a Cleveland police officer was struck and killed on the highway this morning. Uh, they're Facebook living right now. I'm looking at the scene. I haven't been able to take a listen to any audio. I don't know the circumstances of the case. Uh, I'm unable to do that in my position here in the studio. But uh, it's I'm looking at the live video right now as I'm, as I'm speaking to you. They have the, the freeway obviously, you know, sectioned off. And uh, there's multiple, you know, cop cars on the scene, and they're, you know, you know what they're doing. They're looking at the scene. But a, uh, but a Cleveland police officer struck and killed on a highway this morning. Obviously, uh, the thoughts, and uh, well, I'm not a believer. I always feel, you know, unauthentic when I say prayers. But the thoughts of the Stansbury Show, obviously, with his family or her family. I don't know the sex of the officer. People always, uh, people always think that, like, well, the most dangerous part of a cop's job is getting out and shooting somebody or getting shot at. And it's like, no, sometimes cops are on the side of the road working, writing tickets. And, you know, and, like, and I mean, I, again, I don't know. Right. Circumstances, but we do know that it happens. But a Cleveland police officer struck and killed on a highway this morning. And again, the thoughts of the Stansbury show with uh, his or her family. Again, I don't know the sex of the officer as of right now. Uh, it was around 6.45 this morning. We let you know that the new title of the newest Star Wars movie to hit the theaters next December will be The Last Jedi. That's the name of it. And um, 
I had forgotten to mention this. I am getting uh, actually Star Wars for my birthday, it sounds like. As the original film came out May 25th, 1977. I was one years old. That's my birthday, May 25th. And I was born 76 there. So keeping with that date, apparently there's a museum in Cincinnati and the Star Wars costume exhibit will be hitting a Cincinnati museum on May 25th. You will have the original Darth Vader's helmet there, Princess Leia's golden bikini, and uh, the golden C-3PO uh, to, human, uh, to the Union Terminal there. Uh, it's actually, they're all coming exactly 40 years after the film's uh, franchise, uh, New Hope, was uh, put out in theaters. Cincinnati is only one of six cities in the country that this traveling exhibit from the Smithsonian Institution uh, Traveling Exhibition Services, Jesus, and Lucasfilm. It's been in Seattle, New York, and apparently there are 60 pieces on display in Denver right now, as I'm reading from WKYC.com as well. But if it's only going to be in six cities, and Cincinnati's not that far, and I got friends that work in that city, and I, you know what I mean, I got, you know what I mean, I'd be able to have dinner with some friends and the like. And honestly, for a little birthday trip out of town, maybe schedule a little golf course, maybe go see a little, uh, see a little Star Wars exhibit there. It's better than you going to Disney by yourself, buddy. You think so? Yes, 100. percent as a matter of fact, that's not even a thought. That's a fact. Not an alternative fact. That is a real, honest-to-God fact right there. I had a great weekend the last time I was in Cincinnati. Had a great weekend. No, obviously, dude. If it's going to tour, and yeah, you get to go Six see cities, that. Six cities, and, it's, and you know, it's limited. Yeah, I feel like that might be something to do. And this is like actual Star Wars stuff, yeah. not like, hey, this from is the stuff, Smithsonian. stuff from, the, from the prequels or stuff from the latest ones. I mean, if this is actual like Star Wars stuff, yeah, I see that being a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty excited about that. Again, if you uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, a Cleveland police officer struck and killed on a highway this morning. Uh, the thoughts of the stands were to show her with his or her family. Again, I do not know the sex of the officer as of yet. Uh, I am re- I'm reading this via Twitter, and uh, you know, keep that in mind. I'm hearing this third party uh, that it was a hit and run on that officer. News uh, said this morning police are looking for a white Toyota Camry. Aaron is uh, tweeting that into me. I appreciate that. I, uh, I have not heard any more details than that. But uh, I, uh, normally we don't push you to other websites, but WKYC is where I found that. If you're interested to stay up to date on that, we will obviously keep you up to date with information that we gather as well. The president, oh my God, yeah, you can't even say president-elect anymore. The president has received a piece of advice from the most unlikely source ever, and I think he should take it. We'll give you that next on the Sansbury Show. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. You're under an hour away from right now getting hooked up with a trip out to Los Angeles to get you out of Ohio for a little while, send you to the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Your first keyword of the day happens at 9. There's also another opportunity for you at 11 with Fishhead. But under an hour from right now, you get your first keyword of the day. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie. If I got a trip to L.A., I'd be pretty stoked. I I miss Los Angeles. Like I've talked plenty of times about how I wouldn't want to live there again and I wouldn't. But it is one of those cities where it's like every once in a while you go there it's just nice. You know what I mean? You just w- nice. You just walk, you know, the Santa Monica Pier. You know all that stuff. It's just oh, it's awesome. Yeah, dude, and you get the out ocean. there. Everybody's uh everybody's, you know, a little bit less fat, a little less, you know, a little less depressed. It's like, "Oh, dude, life isn't awful because you guys don't spend 6 months of the year in the house." Yeah, it's nice. I mean, the weather's fantastic. It is. I'm actually supposed to be going to Los Angeles over the summer. A friend of mine and I are uh, are planning a trip out there. It'd be interesting to remain 
see if we uh, if we hold true on that. You got a lot of uh, you got a lot of plans for this summer, stands very better, uh, better, better get your uh, your ducks in a row. It's coming up sooner than you think, man. I don't want you to head out there and mm-hmm. get a new car, and you're gonna go play golf in Orlando. You're gonna go see Star Wars. That's why they call me two jobs. <laughs> Nine o'clock's new to Tuesday. New Ed Sheeran, new Rascal Flats, new Pet Benatar. Also a local rapper. His name's Undisputed is his rapping name. I thought this was a band. And nice. the, uh, this guy, John, who sent me the email, is like, bro, you kind of misinterpreted my email. I'm a guitar player for the band. Uh, you know what? It escapes me. I don't have the email open in front of me. Oh, I thought It Escapes Me was the no, name no, of the band. Second hand, secondhand Serenade, I believe okay. it is. All right. It Escapes Me could be the name of a band, though. I'm sure that is a band. And... Uh, he was like, he asked me, he had this beat, he asked me to play a little guitar track, uh, you know, in it, so I did that. We've played a few shows together, but his, uh, his rapper name, local, out of here, out of right here in Canton, Ohio, Undisputed. So we'll take oh, a listen yeah, to that dude. near the end of the 9 o'clock hour. Very excited. As well. All right, we have a new president. Donald Trump is his name. I, I would imagine that's not news to anybody, as he is the, literally the most talked about person on the planet right now. And as I understand, the president of the United States, especially when you pick a new one, normally is. But I think it's even more so because of who this is now and uh, what has happened. Everybody feels one way or the other about it, and we're all at war with one another because of it. It's exhausting. It is really exhausting. Nice. Like this whole process feels like it's been five years long. Now you know. I think the 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 divide in America has existed for a while, but you know, at the beginning of the it's under Ob- a magnifying glass right now. Well, at the beginning of the Obama presidency, like don't get me wrong, Facebook was a thing, but it wasn't what it is now. And even in 2012, like don't get me wrong, we we all were in the social media grasp. But at this point, I, I, I over the course of the weekend, I just took time off of like looking at other people's stuff, and I was so much happier. About I have. It, unfollowed so many people on Facebook. It's crazy. We're still linked. It's, we're still friends, but I don't pay attention to you anymore. And it's not like, oh, if if, if you're pro-Trump, I'm going to... It's it, it's both sides. You're both being terrible I'm just annoyed right with now. You. It's, it's right. exhausting, and everybody just kind of wants you to shut up. I hate you more. No, I hate you more. And people aren't even... Right. People aren't even like bringing like, valid points into a debate. No. People are just yelling It's like the Madonna thing. It's right. like the Madonna right. thing. You don't keep it inside the frame of the argument. No. You just want to scream obscenities at one another and then blast one another. Last chance serenade is the name of the band. Thanks, John. I appreciate you. It's still listening, John. I like it. Thanks, John. I like it. All right. So part of the dialogue on President Trump leading up to the election was, is he's kind of Twitter crazy. Like, he's kind of Twitter crazy. Which, I would assume, makes Twitter very, very happy. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. They love this right now. Twitter's been in trouble for about three years. If 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 he would have been Facebook crazy, if oh he, god, he, yeah, Twitter would probably be under under the uh, under the earth right now. Yeah. So yeah, you're. I never stopped to think about that, but yeah, I bet Twitter, Twitter loves. loves it. It. I mean, dude, they've gone through what two CEOs in the last three years. I mean, there there's serious problems inside that company. But he's been Twitter crazy. I mean, we were talking about him before the election, like they need to take it away from him. And I remember Bill Maher saying, like a baby. Like, they were talking about him like a five-year-old. Like, you've got to take something away from him. Now, that's I, crazy. I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with a, a president tweeting or anything like that. I think it's actually good because you should reach the American people in the way that the American people are communicating They have with to be other. on it. Right. They, have, I, they to. have to be on it. I understand that. But what I would like to see is he's such a reactionary on it. Like, the moment somebody says something about him, he feels like he has to go. And I, for a guy who claims that people aren't on his level, he sure loves to get on that ladder and come down to their level and put themselves. 
I'm a bigger star. I'm a bigger deal. Bigger deal. Then why are you in bed with all of these arguments every time they happen? Like, he always has to respond. And I was listening to a guy named James Meacham, who is a presidential historian, and that's his job. He, like, studies presidents and then literally writes the books on presidents. Sounds like a bunch of liberal fake lamestream media to me, but we'll see. James Meacham is a presidential historian, and I heard him say over the weekend, and I thought that this was actually very interesting, that he said that the office of president doesn't change your character. It basically enhances the character you have. He's like, so these people who are waiting for him to turn presidential because he's president, he's like, that's never going to happen. No. It's like, it's never, that's not, the office doesn't do that. He's like, we've got, what, 45 of these now, 44 in a row. He's like, we can study it. Like, the, the evidence is there. It does not change who you are as a person. It highlights it. So I'll make the analogy so we can all understand that. It's much like winning the lottery. That's what was my takeaway from what James Meacham, presidential historian, said. Is that for me, it's a lot like the lottery. Like, the lottery doesn't change who you are. It just allows you to become who you always were. That you couldn't be in your life because you didn't have the power or the money to do it. So if you're awful inside, you're going to be awful inside when you win the lottery. You're not going to become a good person. If you're a good person, you're not going to become a terrible person because you won the lottery. See what I'm saying? Much like the office of the president. And so I don't think we're going to see a change in this. We're not going to see him automatically just come in. He's not going to have presidential voice next year. That's not going to happen. Okay? I think we all know that. And if you're a Trump supporter and you're mad at me right now, I don't know why, because that's what you loved about him, is that he didn't use presidential voice. So don't get mad at me when I tell you he's going to continue to do the thing that you were hoisting him on your shoulders for. But this Twitter problem is a problem. It is. I don't care what anybody wants to say. And I look, when Trump's right, I say he's right. When he's wrong, I say he's wrong. I don't hate him the way a lot of people do. But this is wrong. And the way he handles Twitter is wrong. And it see, it does. It comes off to me like a kid in a sandbox. And that's dangerous when you're talking about the leader of the free world. And this has gotten so bad that he's gotten a piece of advice from way out in left field. And I can't believe this guy and I would ever be on the same side of anything. But here we are. But here we are. Former Browns quarterback, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. Party rock. Listen to this. I can't believe this. I can't believe it took Donald Trump to get me on the same side of anything as Johnny Loser Manziel. Johnny tweeted this yesterday. Yo, POTUS. Yo, POTUS! Even I know to stay away from the notification section on Twitter. S will drive you crazy. Lead the country and let them hate. That was tweet one. Control what you can control and let the rest fall by the wayside, read the next tweet. Those are two pieces of sound advice from Johnny Manziel, and I can't believe it. But that I'm not just using this to show you how smart Johnny Manziel is. I'm using this to show you how simple of a thought process this is, but President Baby Hands can't wrap his head around it, and I can't figure it out. Like, if the story... Now, I guess this is what the sleight of hand thing I'm always talking about with him, right? And he kind of likes the story being about the Twitter story, so you're not paying attention to all like the things he's doing and all the cabinet picks and all that, because he kind of knows how America works. Like six people watch Meet the Press. Everybody else is watching TMZ. Like that's, I mean, like, I mean. So I, I have said about Trump that I think he's smarter than everybody wants to give him credit for. 
The guy's, I mean, dude, he's sly like that. But Johnny's on to this. You obviously, Fantone hit it right on the head. The president today has to be on Twitter. You have to. Otherwise, you just look like you look like a president who doesn't know the price of milk. Like you gotta, you gotta be in tune with well, the with, with the public. And you it's, do. it's effective way to reach the public, especially to now motivate, that, right? And especially now that you know you, you, we live in this time where media is very untrusted. Where like, okay, this is directly what you're saying, but when you're saying it, when you're you have to take responsibility of it. You have to look down the field with it. And I, I don't know if he necessarily does the best job of that. No. I, uh, he's, he's too reactionary with the Twitter. And if Johnny Manziel can get this right and Donald Trump can't, that's a scary time to be alive. That's frustrating. Lost in the sauce, Manziel over there. But, uh, you know, I guess if anybody knows, like, how frustrating Twitter can be and how, like, well, I, you'd think at this point Donald Trump would have recognized it, too. But, I mean, Manziel has definitely gone through the ringer of public opinion. So, can I pat Trump on the back real quick? Yo, uh, wait, hold on a second, dude. I almost want to tease this and come back with it. Is well, it that good? I, I don't know if it's that good necessarily. All right, well, what is he doing? Well, dude, Fantone's going to wait. Hold on. You're going to pat Trump on the back? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, 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 and I would like to put this on the record as like, oh, these 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 pansy ass liberals just sitting around just just no I'm not I'm I'm going to uh, you know I'm going to I'm going to hold the president up to the same standards that I feel like the president should be held up to so uh I uh, I will pat Trump on the back yesterday for eliminating the TPP agreements the trade agreement Yeah well that was one of well, his campaign promises And the thing is with that is I think for America it's a good move and I think it should have been it should have been fixed but I I worry that on a worldwide stage it's going to kind of disrupt the way that global economics work and who knows what fallout from that'll be but i'm gonna pat the guy in the back because i think that was the right move and uh yesterday under uh under the uh under the eye of mad dog mattis uh dude they bombed the hell out of isis yesterday 31 different yeah. targets hit now listen i'm gonna i'm gonna praise trump for that but uh, obama They're just continuing bombed, right obama bombed the living s out of people for a president dude. that people so, call the pussy a lot i mean dude dude obama was on that bomb button pretty heavy uh, for dude, a while he I, was i want i want isis to get killed and i want them to be dead so hats off to you president trump yeah, there you go didn't vote for you but i'm happy you did those two things yeah, I mean, ISIS being eradicated would be great. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say. Where hey. are you? Hold on, hold on. Where are you on the? the they took the climate con, the, the the climate change, uh, like information off of like the government website. It's concerning. It's concerning. If you're going to, if you're going to just you know, ignore what you know. I agree. The vast majority of climate scientists agree upon. For those of you that don't concerning. know, 2016 was the hottest year on record. The year previous to that, 2015 was the hottest year on record. The year prior to that, 2014 was the hottest year on record. You know what that is? Three in a row, a trend. That's what. That's literally when you hit three, it's a trend. So I think climate change is obviously a thing. I think we're Democrats. We're our side of the aisle. And again, I'm not really a Democrat, but I lean more left than not. And I think where we've really screwed this up. Left hand side of things. Let's be honest. A lot were of places. We, were we have yeah, I, I agreed. So maybe I I'll phrase differently. I think one of the ways we really have screwed up is that climate control, climate change, and all this stuff, global warming, whatever the hell the new terminology is for it right now, and we constantly have to change it because you know Republicans get snow in December and they're like global warming, huh? It's two degrees. Told you it wasn't real. <laughs> but I believe that it, I believe in the science. I believe it's a real thing. But I think where the Democrats have really screwed up is they kept 
hitting the bell of this is the biggest problem facing the American people today. And whether it is or not, I don't think you're going to get a nation of people afraid of brown-skinned people to ever put that before terrorism. And the mistake they made is they tried to do that, and I think the American public went, nah, brah, that's not a bigger deal than ISIS. If you take a step back and really look at it, I understand the point, but it's too big of a picture for the general public to kind of wrap their head around. I think what I think what the left really effed up on and will have to fix if they uh, if they want to become the party of of power again um, is it became too much of a of too many causes. And listen, all those causes are important. Global warming important. You know, LGBTQR XML issues are important, and minority issues are important. But you can't focus on those things exclusively. The message and not and not worry about the overall picture to the overall American. And really, what that boils down to is do I have a good job or not? And that's all that really matters to most people is do I have a good job or not? I can be afraid of brown people, whatever. I have a paycheck coming in. I can worry about, yeah, who's taking a a piss next to me in the bathroom, but I got a paycheck coming in. Ah, the gays are getting married, but I got a paycheck coming in. The the Democrats did. They tried to fight a war on too many fronts. Too many causes. And and Trump just went, bam and bam. These these two or three, and then done. And it was rhetoric. A lot of it was rhetoric. We know that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, as a guy who believes in global warming, climate change, whatever the, like I said, whatever the terminology is that won't make Republicans freak out at me right now, whatever the right terminology is, I believe in it, but I believe that the message, like people like Bernie Sanders were saying, this is the biggest problem facing us today. You're never, never, ever, 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 ever going to get the American public to be more afraid of wind than they are of brown people. That will never happen. I don't, dude, we could live 200 years. That won't happen. Now the point is, you know, global warming is destabilizing all regions and blah blah blah. But yeah, that's but too that, big of a picture. It's too big you, of a picture. That, that's requiring somebody to care about a region they don't live in. Right. It's too big of a picture. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Canton Charge playing Saturday night, 7 p.m. Canton Civic Center. We'll put you in with a four pack of tickets next on the Stansbury Show. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, where you're about just over a half hour away from getting hooked up with a trip out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. You know, I would say, man, get you out of Ohio. The weather would be nice, but dude, the weather here hasn't been so bad. Uh, I know we're a little rainy, but that's a little better than what we would normally see this uh, this deep into January here. Yeah, I mean, January, February, always those cold months out of the year when nothing's going on. It's just bitter and like freezing, and it's been pretty damn nice. I mean, right now it's around 40. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be a high of 53. Now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, looks like it gets a much, much colder. Apparently, Thursday, we're getting some snow around 38 degrees. Yeah, but th- 38 I mean, degrees in January? Well, well here's my thing, is that it's the 24th of January. Right. So what do we got? Two more months of this? Well, even if like, I mean, even if it gets below, even if it's, you know, 18 degrees, I mean, January is usually zero. Like, feel good. Global warming. That's my jam, dude. Yeah, when you don't have kids, it's kind of nice. You know what I mean? It's I like when you when you think about the planet like being a burning flame ball, it's like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Not my problem. I'll be dead. Dude, uh, maybe that should be the title. This is the most apathetic radio show there is. Oh, good times. Good times. Can I ask you a personal question? Of course. Get a little deep inside the... Uh, the mind of Fanto there. All right, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, this is about your grooming habits. Okay. Right? Okay. How often are you showering, buddy? Um, Once a day. 
So yeah. once a day. Once a day, yeah. I mean, that's about the average. Uh, there's probably times, you know, it's not like I, it's not like I live a really sweaty, like you know, uh, physical labor job life. So like, I'm sure there's times I'm like, eh, I went 36 hours without showering, whatever, not the end of the world. Especially in the winter, you can kind of, yeah. you know, what I mean, you, yeah. could, you know, you can't put a couple of days on. This job is, yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, the, uh, very rarely, unless I wake up really early, do I shower before the show. It's normally like late afternoon, or maybe before I go to bed or whatever. And uh, I'm with you. I like once a day. I'm a. I, I like the shower. Uh, I've talked about this on the program, you know, a couple of times before. That it's one of those places where I, uh, where I, where I'll think about the program a lot. Um, I think about my life in there a lot. Uh, there's something, dude. I love water. For some reason, there's something with me in water. I don't know what that is, but I like it. I like the ocean. I like the shower. I like hot tubs. I like pools. I like all that stuff. And. Um, so I, I spend a lot of time in the shower and I think there, but apparently there's a study that's come out that says that the average human being is showering way too often. I've, I've heard this before. That we yeah, all- this is not new. As a, you know, This is one of those studies that kind of comes out once a year, and they found that people in the Amazon have a far richer amount of microbes in their skin, mouths, and apparently their, their feces, and... They're saying that that helps them fight off like infection and that kind of thing or whatever, and that we're rinsing a lot of that stuff off of our skin. Like you can build up a tolerance to things by being surrounded by them. And a guy who graduated from MIT, right? For those of you that don't know, that's considered to be like one of those universities. Like, oh, like you're really smart and you went to MIT. A graduate from there. So this isn't like Tri C guy says this is a good idea. MIT says. He has not showered for 12 years. Jeez. Amazingly, he's still employed. He says now here, and you'll have to, you'll have to excuse me as I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to read some things that I don't normally and I may not know the names of things. He sprays his body with a fluid that he invented. It's called Mother Dirt AO Plus Mist. Okay. And it contains what he calls, or what is called rather, good bacteria based on ones found in human armpits, and claims that that is enough, that spraying your body with this is enough. Now, his company advises that you wash your hands, but you cut back on soap rather than cutting out shower altogether. So, like, sometimes, like, a lot of these, like, uh, hand sanitizers and soaps and this kind of stuff kind of help create, like, super um, strains of things because we're, you know what I mean, we're building up tolerance and stuff. Yeah, that's antibacterial soap and why people shouldn't use it. Unless you're in, like, a hospital or in a situation where you genuinely would need that, people who are like, no, I need it at my house, now regular soap would do better for you. There you go. Dan Whitlock says he has not taken a shower in 12 years. And uh, he says, I don't have a biology degree. I wasn't at an institution that was renowned for its biological research, and I was proposing something completely off the wall, he said. I would imagine. If you're going to tell most people... That's, you know, what do we always say about going in a job interview? Be groomed well. Right. Well, you know but, what I mean? Be groomed uh, well. But the thing is, is, I mean, does this dude look like he's, you know, look like he hasn't showered in 12 years? Does, does he look like, you know, a well, groomed person? It says here that the bacteria and the spray eat the ammonia out of the sweat. Okay. And it makes uh, the claim that it works as a cleanser, deodorant, anti-inflammatory, and immune system booster. He says it's applied regularly from a bottle of clear fluid uh, seething with bacteria. Now, he says here that the theory is that the body becomes coated in an invisible colony of microbes, which work instead or in addition to conventional cleaning. Now, there are co-workers of his who say they didn't know this until they were told it, meaning they were standing next to him over this last 12 years in the office and did not know. 
So that would have to lend itself to, well, it doesn't stink. Right. Right? I, the thing that, I mean, like the grossest parts of the body are what kind of concern me here. Like if you're just saying like, hey, dude, you don't have to scrub like your lower leg. Okay. That makes sense to me because my calf isn't getting that A lot of people dirty. give up on the knees down in the shower. Yeah, right. Or like, but I mean, but when we're talking about like the gross parts of the body, when we're talking about the beehole, like Oof. I don't know. I mean, I, you're going to have to get liquid in there and like water in there and, and soap in there to like just clean out everything. Right. Just as like a, a general like i can't assume a spray is going to take care of 12 years of not showering when it comes to my b-hole well even three inches away is the bag there which right. carries some scent for sure ask right. any woman they'll tell you there's right. scent there for sure and um you're not even a woman like have you ever like not showered maybe again we talked about it, like in the winter sometimes you know you'll go two days or whatever ever not shower and then hit the urinal and you'll get a waft from below the belt and it's like oh dude gotta shower no, today for at sure at least with that that's just like bacteria Ugh. that's just like I feel like a spray could take care of that smell. Yeah, I'm, but swamp ass is real. Like fecal <laughs> matter is real, and you have to like clean yourself on a regular basis to take care of it. I don't know if I buy. Now, into is this. the average human being showering too often? Americans, Maybe. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you, you're right. Because I mean, honestly, we we do. We live in like that. Ah, eh, water, fine. Who cares? We'll it's always just, gonna come out. Eh, we'll Michigan, just use it. Wrong. Yeah, whatever. Just turn the faucet on. There it comes. Uh, speaking of water in the faucets, Akron is now dealing with a, uh, a somewhat serious lead scare. It seems like every I, uh, city in America. <laughs> I saw that on WKDD this morning. They were talking about that. Really? Um, yeah. And uh, I know Canton is now putting forth a plan to replace a lot of the water pipes and stuff. That run into the city so fingers crossed we're gonna be okay when's the last time you drank tap water um without it being from the filter well i mean you brush your teeth with it so i'm sure i drink i drink water in the shower i'm like a shower drinker i'll like let some water go in my mouth and i'll drink that and i'll spit it out You'll, like triple h I'm, oh i was gonna say I, you don't actually swallow well, it i'll you? swallow it yeah i mean i Ooh. will like i mean i do that too though tap i mean what's it like listen, i know it just seems different at the end of the day, if whether it's from the sink or not, and I don't know if I have that much faith in like the Brita water filter where it's like, you know what? This is, I want to believe in the science. This is really good. I want to believe in the science, save man. my life. So, I, uh, I love my Brita pitcher. I love that thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it does I taste it. different. You can tell the difference between just it. like filling the cup and then like, you know, taking something out but, of it. I can tell them when I make coffee with it, too. But think about every single time that you go to a restaurant, they're using Canton tap water to make yeah, your food. Well, but they're oh. to make your food. Oh. Yeah, they yeah they are. Yeah, you do. Oh, you consume that for sure. Every time I eat pasta at home. Every restaurant you every restaurant you go to, there's they're using tap water. They're not filtering it. Same water you drink out of your tablet or out of your tab. You know. I thought you were gonna say toilet. I was like, I no, don't do don't that. Don't drink out of the toilet. Don't tell me you're drinking out of the toilet. Don't drink out of the toilet. I bet the average American could get away with three showers a week, right? I know that yeah. sounds crazy. I remember like I didn't know this about women until I got a little bit older. I never knew this. And it was actually, we called my girlfriend live on the radio once, and I found this out, and it was heartbreaking to me when I found this out. And she was like, I don't wash my hair every day. Like, what? She's like, no. She's like, sometimes I won't wash my hair for three days. I was like, what? And her hair was like one of my favorite things about her. And she's like, you love it. So you, she's like, you, this thing you love about me, she's like, now you think is gross because you got the information? She's like, you didn't think it was gross a day ago. Why, why is it a big deal now? I didn't know about that. I didn't know bras were just walking around with like rats' nests, nothing just, not being cleaned up just there. Just like your skin. It's that natural oil that, you know, if you break it down and you're taking these hot showers and you're scrubbing your skin every single day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to deteriorate your natural defenses. Here's the other thing. You've always heard this theory, and women are guilty of this. They kind of like it when a man smells. Like, they kind of like that manly smell. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, ah, yeah, get that cubicle off you. 
you. Get a little sweat working. You know what I mean? They do. It's like it, it like it, 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 it like triggers that he's a man thing in their brain. Like he can like if it came down to it, he would leave the cave and protect me. That's what Stansbury keeps telling himself. No, I don't have to take a shower. Chicks dig it, dude. It's good. It's good. I'm here to protect you. I'm gonna smell my floss. <laughs> it's dude, good. Nobody can go procure anything from Redbox like me. <laughs> I, I'm your. I'm the man. I can do that. We have a four pack of tickets. This is. For the Canton Charge game, this will be Saturday night, Correct. 7 p.m. Let's pass those out right now. Well, let's take caller 25 on those. 1-800-243-7625. And there's been an update out of a story that hit out of Alliance yesterday. We'll give you that next on the Sandsbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're about 15 minutes away from getting hooked up with the trip out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. You'll get your first keyword right here on the Sansbury Show at 9 a.m. That's when that time experience. Right. That's when that'll happen. Fishhead will then have another opportunity for you at 11 a.m. Just a few minutes from right now, you guys know if you listen to the show a lot, I like to bet. I like to gamble. I like to bet sports. I got bets for this weekend, even though there's no football besides the Pro Bowl. I got bets for this weekend that are guaranteed to make money. I'll put some money in your pocket just a few minutes from right now. Oh, the Pro Bowl is this weekend, huh? Yeah. I forgot about that. It's one of those things, the Pro Bowl, very funny in the regard that people are going to claim they're not going to watch it, and yet when it's on, that's all Twitter and Facebook are going to be talking about. Is really? like, this game's so stupid, this game's so stupid, and yet you're going to talk about how it's stupid, and yet you're going to be glued to it. I guarantee it. I will not. I will not watch any of the Pro Bowl. No, not even a little? No, I have, I'll have zero to, interest. I'll have to see some. But I have, I, I have some bets here that I think are money in the bank. I'll give you those here in just a bit. Also on the way is New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. If you're shopping around loans, check out CSE Federal Credit Union, as I've been banking with them for a few years now, and I love the fact local, local, local. Board of Directors, everybody involved with CSE, every member of CSE, a Stark County resident. That's awesome. Decisions for your banking institution being made here locally. That is wildly important. Very competitive rates on the loans. You can get info, cscfcu.com, or stop by one of their four very convenient locations. Yeah, you uh, you want to make sure when you're getting a loan on something that you have the best possible uh, deal in front of APR. you. APR. CSE, they'll take care of you. And, dude, honestly, we've talked about buying cars recently. It gives you so much more leverage when you walk into a dealership and say, hey, this is how much money I have. I'm pre-approved. Right. I'm here's, good to go. Here's, you, know, you don't have to worry about financing me. You don't have to worry about all that. Here's the money I have. It's, it's just so much more leverage. You know? CSCFCU.com. All right, we, uh, we made you aware of a story out of Alliance yesterday where a man was accused of carrying his limp dog out to a fire pit, throwing it in it, and that was a, that was a witness account. There was like eyewitness account had said that. And now the man's been caught up with by the news. He was in court, I believe, and the news has caught up with him. And, of course, he's got like a completely different story on this. We have a little audio from Fox 8. Let's take a listen. We were driving by, and I saw the dog on fire run in front of the garage, and we backed up because my boyfriend thought I was joking. And the guy was carrying the dog limp and threw him in the fire. Witnesses are horrified when they see what they believe to be a dog being thrown into a burning fire pit As you by would one be. of their neighbors, 40-year-old Chad Karka. Wait. I'm just thinking about driving past a, a, a house. You know what okay. I mean? I'm driving past, and let's say you're doing 25, 35 miles per hour because okay. you're in a neighborhood. Sure. 
as I'm driving past the house, I don't know if I'm going to see a dog getting carried, then thrown into the fire. That just seems like a lot as on a drive-by. You know what I mean? Like, Do they I, live next door, maybe? Or were they driving? I don't know. I mean, what the, she, I, I, she says they're driving by Oh, the okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I missed that in the audio. I, I didn't hear that. Picking up with beer every day. That day was no different. Drink probably 30. Chad Carker. Is that him saying how many beers he drinks? Correct. In a day? Correct. 30 beers? Correct. Bro, that's a lot. Chad Karka freely admits that he was highly intoxicated last Thursday when he started a fire fueled by gasoline in a small pit behind his home in Alliance. Karka says his dog was in the backyard at the time, but was never harmed. And in fact, after Karka was arrested, he voluntarily turned his dog over to police. And the animal is now in the care of the Stark County Humane Society and has no obvious injuries. I did light a giant gasoline explosion fire I had no business lighting. It got out of hand. I know it alarmed my neighbors. I know they called the cops. Whichever one of these people assumed that I was chasing my dog for the purpose of putting him in the fire is an idiot. Chad Karka. Karka is arraigned on the animal cruelty charge based on the statements of the witnesses and photographs taken by police of an unknown animal carcass in the fire pit. Ugh. Investigators concede that they did not initially gather the carcass as evidence, and when they returned, the carcass was gone. But Karka says his dog is very much alive, and there is no evidence that he broke the law. Well, Probably. we would know if the dog's alive, right? Well, the dog's alive. It's with the Stark County Humane Society. So right they now. do have the dog. They do have the dog, and because it has the, no obvious signs of injury. The reports yesterday were that it, it had been running around out of the fire pit on fire in the backyard, is what one of the eyewitnesses said yesterday. Now, they've looked at the dog, and the dog is without injury? That's what they said. No obvious signs of injury. Well, I would imagine if you put a dog on fire, you'd be able to at least see singed hair. Now, police Fur, invest- sorry. investigators just said there was a carcass in the fire when they returned to they didn't collect it as evidence which obviously was a mistake um but, yeah, that's when they weird. Re- but when they returned it was no longer there so i'm wondering did this guy have two dogs yeah i mean that's not uncommon right. plenty of people have that right probably not, not smart to have a long-haired german shepherd mix around a giant gas fire totally get that not thinking smart when i was drinking never once did i force that dog in the fire Never once did I force any other animal. All right, I'm going to be honest here. I, I Normally, I like to leave the the door open. I don't buy it. I, I, I'm sorry, and I know I'm a dog person. Maybe I'm carrying that into this. But, dude, you drink 30 beers a day, and I'm going to believe you. But, uh. but, but where's, but I mean, like, where's the evidence? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I agree with you that, like, hey, this totally could have happened. I just don't see at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to my previous statement. I feel like you would see singed fur on a yeah. dog. I mean, it's at pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, you, all right, yeah, maybe I got to leave it open. Maybe I just want to, I want to condemn him because he drinks 30 beers a day, and I'm not allowed to do that. If convicted, Chad Karka would become the first Ohioan found guilty of violating Goddard's law, the animal cruelty law named after Fox 8 meteorologist Dick Goddard. You don't, here's the thing. You don't want to be the first person uh, like prosecuted and, and found guilty underneath that law. They're going to set precedent with the first one. You don't want to be the first one out of the gate on that. No, no, no. Of course right? not. I would imagine that would be bad. Of course not. Um, I, 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 listen, at the end of the day, do I want dogs set on fire? Of course not. No. But I also don't want people who are innocent to be to be you know unjustly you know found guilty of things. And if if the dog is with the if he, and he offered the dog up, he's the one who took it to the Stark County or the police and the, sure. at least took it to the Humane Society. If there's no 
evidence of the dog being on fire. What are we talking about? Yeah, it's right? probably time to let him off the hook. Right, yeah, right? I don't. I, I I feel like something else is going to come out, and I don't know now. But if the dude, if the fur's not singed, if you've set a dog on fire, you'd be able to smell and see the the, the fur. Of course, burning hair, just like anything else. Right. Now, at the end of the day, I I mean, what I can see is like, okay, well, this is the dog that you had that was registered with you know Stark County, you know, and and you have the dog license and everything. But who's to say this guy didn't have another dog, another dog, two or dogs. another animal, or or, or whatever? But I need evidence of that. That's that's a lot of well, if and but maybe he did this. And if you've a lot if, of ifs in yeah, that sentence, if your dog is 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 with the police and is okay, I don't I don't I don't know what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I, I think it might be time to move forward. So I gave you here a little tease about some bets that I think you can make some money on this okay. weekend, right? If all you like right. to bet sports, I think I have them. Now this is all involving my sport, golf. Okay, but Tiger Woods is playing this weekend. Okay, and so Vegas has released the prop bets. For Tiger's uh, tournament this weekend. Now, for those of you that don't know, golf tournaments are played over four days. You got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You open Thursday, you play Friday, and that's where the cut is made. And then if you make the cut, you play Saturday, Sunday. Saturday's moving day where you try to move up the scoring board and then you're in position to win on Sunday. Okay. I just gave you a lot of information about something you don't care a whole Mm -hmm. lot about. But Tiger Woods, the world's most popular golfer ever, probably, is playing this weekend. And Vegas has given you some prop bets here, and I feel like these are home runs. Home runs, okay? And this is about birdies and bogeys. For those of you that don't know, birdies when you score one under par, bogeys when you uh, score one over par. How many birdies will Tiger Woods record during the 2017 Farmers Insurance Open? The over is six and a half, the under, which is at minus 110, right? So you got to bet 110 bucks to win 100. The under six and a half is minus 120, bet 120, win 100 there. Bet the over. Over four days, will Tiger Woods make over six and a half birdies? Yes. Over four days. I would never give him six and a half in a round. But I'd give him over four day period, I'd give him that. Now, on the flip side of that, how many bogeys or worse or worse is the key word there, will Tiger Woods record during the 2017 Farmers Insurance Open? The overs eight and a half at minus 115. The unders at eight and a half at minus 115. Take the over on eight and a half bogeys with Tiger Woods. We've seen Tiger recently what he does. He has streaks of greatness, but then he gets mental in there, and the game's not all the way back yet. He'll play great soon, but the game's not all the way back there. I'd bet the over on birdies at six and a half, and I would bet the over on bogeys at eight and a half on both over a four-day stretch. I feel like those are locks. Pay your mortgage bets. And I am going to throw a huge amount of money at Las Vegas at that as soon as this show is over. We'll send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show as we are about to start New Turd Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Scene on Northfield Park. Now, if you missed the opportunity to win your way out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards, no worries. We're going to do it again for you at 11 a.m. this morning. Fishhead will take care of that duty for you. He will give you the second keyword of the day, 11 a.m. this morning. Sounds good. Yeah, it does. Sure does. And if you don't win your way out to LA, dude, you can win your way, you know, up to up to up to the Roxino in Northfield Park. It's a Las Vegas experience in Ohio address, dude. Damn That's right. where I would go. That's where I would go too. Can't go west, might as well go up north. Oh, the buffet's so good. 
lit, dude. I was just telling lit. fans. I was was I not just lit. saying to you right before we went on the air that I'm hungry and that I was like I kind of want to go somewhere for lunch that I haven't been in a little while. And I was like, man, I wonder where I could go get lunch that I haven't been in a little while that's still going to be really good. And dude, I got to tell you, maybe, maybe that buffet's it. Dude, Hard Rock has the Temptations coming up. They have so many good. Bands. The Temptations are coming to the Hard Rock constantly. When's that? 29th of January. Just constantly bringing in world class talent. So at the Friday's Hard Rock the scene. 27th. So then, by my math, is that Sunday then? Sunday, Sunday, the Sunday. Temptations. Temptations. We'll be at the Hard Rock Roxino. And dude, oh, bro, I gotta tell you, I re, I, uh, dude, I, Motown's my favorite music of all. Uh, oh, dude, I want to go to that. Not a bad seat in the house. Every time you go to the to that to that venue, it's awesome. I know they got Frank Caliendo coming up, uh, dude. Uh, Patty Labelle's coming up, dude. Just awesome acts all the time at the Hard Rock Roxino. Ah, uh, yeah, I gotta call my buddy Todd who works over there. I gotta get into that Temptation show. I have to do that. Oh God, I love those. I love those guys. Oh yeah, that's gonna be great. All right, so let's start New Tour Tuesday for you. Uh, if you're new to the program, here's how it works. We play all musical formats here. We bar none. And uh, we kind of v- vote on these songs. Mm-hmm. And you guys can uh, play along via Twitter and Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you feel like. And uh, so we normally start with a pop record. And we're going to do that today. As Ed Sheeran has released uh, a new song. Phantom, for people who are uh, Ed Sheeran unaware, do I, uh, give them a little bit of uh, um, something they might know. It, dude, Don't was like his big song, yeah, right? It was, well, it was probably the biggest song recently. Um, he's had a bunch of hits. Ed Sheeran. Uh, he's that ginger. Yeah, he's got the red hair. He's always hanging out with Taylor Swift. Sing was a big one for him for a while. The 18 was his first song. And if you heard, if you heard Ed Sheeran, you know Ed Sheeran. So here's the new Ed Sheeran. Uh, Shape of You is what this is called. See, that's why I should have the ability to play things over here, so I could have given you a little frame of reference. God, I cannot wait for these contract negotiations. This studio's got to be reworked completely. The club isn't the best place to find a lover, so the bar is where I go. Me and my friends sat at the table doing shots, tripping fast, and then we talk slow. Come over and start up a conversation with just me, and trust me, I'll give it a chance. Now take my hand, stop and the man on the jukebox and then we start to dance and now I'm singing like girl you know I want your love your love was handmade for somebody like me come on now follow my lead I may be crazy don't mind me say boy let's not talk too much grab on my waist and put that body on me you know Ed Sheeran is uh is uh part of one of my uh one of my earliest memories of Matthew Fantone really this is one of the, my earliest memories of you. Well, let's take a little trip back. As uh, we were in your apartment one day, uh, as we call it, post-showing. Okay. A little post-show there. Okay. A little, 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 little rundown. Okay. And we were watching it because you and your girlfriend are still young enough to watch music videos. Like you had like one of the music video shows on. And I remember saying to you, God, I haven't watched music videos in like 10 years. And you both looked at me like I was foreign because it was like, yeah, old man, of course you don't. Well, hey, dude, and I don't think, you know, MTV obviously doesn't play music videos, but people still make them and they're still cool. People are like, oh, yeah, it's got to suck. And it's like, no, no, many films. You know, yeah, many films, exactly. Many films there. And you had made a joke about the Ed Sheeran video that was totally true. And you're like, geez, Ed Sheeran's so ugly, they won't even put him in his own videos yeah. and he was he wasn't in his own video that's a tough pill to swallow yeah right it, there, is. Dude. it is grab on my waist and put that body on me i'm coming now follow my lead come coming now follow my lead mm-hmm. uh, i gotta come out of the edge here in closet though like, dude, Don't was great. It was a good song. Don't was great. I mean, it was all over the radio. It was a massive hit. And, uh, it, dude, he can harmonize. He can play the guitar a little bit. Talented uh, yeah. like artist. I mean, yeah. he's got the talent, right? I want this to break in on yeah, some level, I want this though, song right? To do something. Yeah, get up a little bit. This for the first 45 seconds was fine. Awesome. You're building, you're building, you're building. Three and a half. Yeah. But. 
Oh, here we go. There might be something happening here. I'm in love with your body. Oh, bro, there's a bunch of people marching on Washington who don't want to hear that message. You love her body? Uh-oh. Better not do that. Yeah, if he was going to pay off, that's what would have happened, and this song isn't going to pay off. It needs more. I will agree. It needs more. But you know what that is? What is that? Three months, 90 days. Remix! T.I. in the background. It'll be something. They'll do it. I like how Ed Sheeran harmonizes with himself. Yeah, he does do that. He's big enough. Oh, Sheeran, the vagina hats are coming after you for being about the shape of her body. Can't do that anymore, buddy. The vagina hats are coming to New Turd Tuesday. A little foreshadowing there. I'm I'm unaware of what that means. That part's weird to me, too. I, I usually support the concept of like a return to simpler music, and I'm not saying all the time, but I, I, I usually can appreciate that. But this song is just it's just missing something. There's just not it's not full. It's not it's like 75 percent done. It yeah, it's like, like halfway there. Right. It's new Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, New Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxina. This might have been better as a duet if there was a chick singing with him. I Yeah, I like that idea. I still think what you're going to get is you're going to get a remix, and here comes like Trey Songs or J. Cole or somebody in the background to help bring it into where it needs to be. But I, as a music producer, that would be a good rule of thumb for me to have, which is if I have to release the remix for it to be good, then we're not done yet. The shape of you. That's new Ed Sheeran, Shape of You, uh, on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Fantone, give me the vote. It's a turd. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I mean, I, there was something about it that I liked, but it just felt so incomplete to me. I don't feel like that was a. Uh, I don't. That, that was not a passing grade. It was a turd. I am going to. Uh, I'm going to differ here, and I'm going to say half a turd. Okay. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. I didn't think it was bad. I think you'll probably hear it on the radio. And like I said, I predict that you will get a remix, and then uh, like three months. We're all going to love that th- that other version of that song for that, for the foreshadowing there. I'll, I'll stick with half a turn on that, and you'll get the new Rascal Flats. Yours if you want it. Next on the Stansbury Show. This report is brought to you by Northern Ohio Buick Dealers. Third Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. I'm sorry, I'm kind of like doing four different things. I have to email my engineering department to tell them how lackluster this studio is, setup is. 
and try to get some things fixed. I apologize. Uh, in the middle of New Church Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Arts. You know, they're already pledged to the new uh, Ed Sheeran, Shape of You. Fantone voted third. I voted half because I kind of feel like we're going to get a remix. And sooner or later, they're going to turn that song into something. And I wanted to, uh, wanted to put a pin in it there. Rascal Flats is up next here. And uh, this is yours if you want it. Sounds like Rascal Flats really going outside their uh, wheelhouse here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Challenging themselves as artists. It's a feel-good country song, everybody. Come on. Kick the dust up, but do it in a positive manner. There's one more sip in this bottle of wine. A lone star hanging in the sky with a wish left on it. And it's yours if you want it. Wasn't that a country group, Lone Star? Wasn't that? Oh, yeah. Is oh, that yeah. a shout-out to them? Yeah. Or is that, I oh, doubt it. Oh. Hanging in the sky with a wish left on it. And it's yours if you want it. And this wildflower from the neighbor's yard, a real slow dance in the moonlight, dark, this hand in my pocket. Oh, baby, just call it, cause it's yours if you want it. This is another one of those bro country groups that people really, really have issues with sometimes because of how, like, how puby his voice can get. Um, the thing I'll say about that is I feel like uh, Rascal Flats know who they are. Much like I appreciate Nickelback knowing who they are, I don't have a problem with Rascal Flats. Right. Rascal Flats knows exactly who yeah. they are. They're the, they're the country group with the gay lead singer that writes songs about women who secretly is about a guy, and they keep it very, yeah, in that level. That's exactly it. Girl, sure. Yeah, dude from Rascal Flats, he's got that lesbian haircut, if I'm thinking about the right guy, right? frosted tips! But he does have a good voice, and they are a good country group. Is this the other dude from Rascal Flats? How many dudes are? I don't know. I There's don't know three what. dudes, and I'm pretty sure only he sings, and everybody else just backs up. I pretty, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I actually don't know if I'm right about that. Because it sounds like this is a different singer, but I could be wrong. Maybe know. they do that now. Half of this riggedy from Port Swing. No, that's him. That's him. Oh, baby, don't you know? Oh, baby. You got a place to lay but like Fast Cars and Freedom was a great song. That was a great song. God bless the broken road. Good song. Yesterday and tomorrow. New Rascal Flats there. Yours if you want it.
he's going to give her a bucket of rain? That's all they got out there in the sticks. Let me tell you, I don't think women want a bucket of rain. I don't know what women want. Obviously, I have no idea what it is they want, but it ain't a bucket of rain. Stansbury, that's your problem, dude. You think that, you know, you, you, you think that these women, they want something fancy? They do. They, they want a bu- Dude, they want a bucket of your tears is what women want. They just want a bucket of rain no. out there. Stansbury, they just want to kick the dust, kick up. The dust up. Speaking of which, yeah. before we make the vote on there. Yeah. You know who's singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl this year? I do. Yeah, it's Luke Bryan. It's Luke Bryan, okay? Now, why, you know why Take that's a big deal? Up. Take a guess as to why Luke Bryan's singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl is a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Uh, I don't know. The, 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 the worst singer of all time singing the national anthem? Is that what you're getting at? First man to do it in 10 years. Tractors, plows with I just, I mean, so listen. you keep telling, so everybody keeps telling me how Luke Bryan's not a star. I think whoever's telling you Luke Bryan's not a star isn't paying attention, but Luke Bryan's not a good singer. He is not the best singer in in the in that format. I will grant you that. It feels like a mistake to me. It feels like he's going to go up there and he's going to try to sing it and he's going to suck. I wonder what the prophet says on that. Can I get the vote on the uh, Rascal Flats, buddy? I'm going to go with. Not a turd. Now listen, I'm not saying like, yo, Rascal Flats, that's that's Fantone's new track. It's making my mixtape, but it's a hit record, so that's that's not a turd. I agree. That is a big old smash number one hit single in the country format. Not a turd. Not a turd by the Rascal Flats there. We have new Pat Benatar. Jeez. And then locally Jeez. we have a uh we have a, we have a track from a local uh, rapper named Undisputed. We'll also play you that next on New Turd Tuesday. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of uh, New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. We already played you. The new air cheering. We were split. Fantoed said turd. I voted half. New Rascal Flats. Yours if you want it. We both voted not a turd on that. That's pretty much going to be a smash hit record. We'll wait a few minutes here on the local as we have another song we want you to take a listen to. Uh, I got to admit, from an artist from my childhood who I loved, and she was a massive star back in the day. Now, it's kind of faded now, but once upon a time, actually, when David Lee Roth had been uh, had left or been kicked out of whether, whichever story you believe of Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen reached out to this woman woman to take over the lead singer position for Van Halen. She thought better of it, decided to do something else, and it kind of worked out for everybody involved, but it's Pat Benatar. And I love Pat Benatar. This song's great. Uh, Is it Hell is for Children? That song was great. All Fired Up? Great. Love is a Battlefield? Great. Husband from Ohio? So there's there's a lot to like with the Pat Benatar thing there. And I've always loved her. But I would be, of, not afraid, but weary of, uh, I'd be uh, suspicious of new uh, 2017 Pat Benatar, I would. I, I, you know, it seems like going back to the wall might not be the best idea. She has a song here called Shine, I believe this is. And I didn't know this until right before, just like right now. But you have information on this, do you yeah, not? Yeah. This is uh, a song written and, and recorded in support of women's rights oh, and turd. the protest and, uh, and, and all that stuff. Turd. So. Is this going to be the soundtrack that they listen to while they all go back to those marches and pick up all the signs they left on the ground because they care so much about the environment? Are we going to make them listen to that while they clean up their mess? Can we do that? Is that going to be a thing? Women? Hello? Check? Didn't think so.
real rocker, this one. <laughs> yeah. Together for oh. mm. I don't know about that. Every day there's something to survive. And yes, it's and we'll shine. Here's the thing. If you would have played this for me and said this is an artist you know, I wouldn't have guessed Pat Benatar right out of the gate. Like I wouldn't like I don't automatically link that to her voice. We will shine. We will shine. Yeah, some people's voices age well, some people's don't, and this we sounds like invincible. Oh, I don't think the voice is the problem at all. I'm saying she sounds old. It doesn't sound like Pat Benatar. You're right. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She does. It does not sound the same. Okay, yeah, I had that I agree with. And so beautiful. This is what we were born to do. What were you born to do? March around? Carrying signs? Oh, born to shine there. Yeah, we know that, women. We've spent every decade chasing you around the planet, begging you to go out with us. We know you shine. We know. We don't need new light on that. You're in charge of every household in America! Dear God. That does not sound like her. You were right about that. Means more than you think. In the water, down the yeah, if you're going to write like a song that you want to be the anthem, at least write a good song. God. Well, make it clear as well. Like this, like, I would have never known that. I would have never known that that's what this was about. She's talking about, she is like, she, I mean, her, the lyrics are reflecting like going out and being a part of change and like. Yeah, but just, people don't really listen. Like, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be right now. And like, the, the message was lost on me. Oh, the self-importance. Ah! I've never met a group of people that want to be patted on the back more in my life. Not on the charts, you won't. Oh no, God no! Not on the charts, you. This will never get. This is the this is the most radio play that song will ever get. Ever gonna get? Jeez, do we even have to do ever it? Ever gonna get? Uh, I'm being asked when the last time leaving things on the ground destroyed the environment. You're right. We don't have litter laws. You're right. That that, that that's not a thing, Brian. It that's not. It's not. Uh, anything that's not biodegradable isn't supposed to be just left on the ground for uh, you know for whatever. It's not supposed to be a thing. 
Okay, so all I'm saying is, is while they're out there talking about how this is important, well, then so is the beauty of my planet. That's important, too. Somebody make me a globe hat so I can wear that to combat the vagina hat there. Fanto, give me the give me the vote. It's a turd. I don't even feel like I really need to explain that. That was awful. Yeah, that, that was really was, bad. Honestly, I love Pat Benatar. I'm going to listen to her greatest hits today, and I'll listen to it all the way through. I love her. But it, that was a massive turd. It had nothing to do with me and like, oh, well, hey, this is how I feel about protesting. I, that's just a turd of a song. No, dude, there's great songs about protesting. Right. L- look at Buffalo Springfield. Their entire career was based on that one song about protesting. One of the best songs ever. But that was a turd. It's a turd. I have a uh, I, I had a submission here from a guy named John who's a guitar player in Last Chance Serenade. And he had teamed up with a local rapper out of Canton, Ohio, who is whose rapper name is Undisputed. And uh, I, I guess his name is Alex. Um, but you know, everybody kind of uses stage names there, and he goes yeah. by Undisputed. Yeah. And so the the guitar player from Last Chance Serenade teamed up with uh, Undisputed and they uh let me see. What is the name of this song? Did he not send me the name of the song? I don't know if I have the name of the song. I don't know if he sent me the name of the song. I bet you will be able to figure it out. I bet we'll be able to figure it out by listening to it there. Oh, wait. No, I got it. Do you? Weighing me down. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't see that here in the email exchange. Okay. Well, weighing me down is the name of it. A rock and hip hop collaboration here. There you go. Fred Durst, baby. Public Enemy and uh, Anthrax were the best ones to do that. Although, remember, was it the Judgment Night soundtrack? How good was that oh, yeah. when all those bands teamed up? Oh, so like less rapper, more uh, Everclear there. More, more like that, or not Everclear, Everlast. Everlast, Everlast. Everlast is the, the, the name of that guy. Now, we always have to cut a break when it comes to production value. For local, local yeah, you artists, do. For sure you do. But, dude, geez, Louise, listen to how overmodulated that is. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit uh, overmodulated. It's like I'm falling off the edge and it's weighing me down, weighing me down. Gotta bring those levels down. Quit worrying about the weight. Bring the, bring the levels down, guys. It's a shame because this voice might be good. So I struggle to breathe No matter what I do This life is always smothering me Tell me how I should progress And pull myself off the floor When every time I climb I fall back where I started before I mean Late tits a mess I'm dragging a lot My attitude's in the gutter From these negative thoughts Remember all the painful memories I wish I forgot I never smile Cause I won't pretend I'm someone I'm not All I do is try to focus on me Cause stressed out and on empty's what I know I'ma be Dear Lord keep me safe Because I live on the edge Sick and tired of the shit And God I'm sick of regrets And I be waking out It's always me who will fall Cause that took my baby I can't see him at all I try to look away But all the shit is breaking me down No matter what it always seems This life is weighing me down That's local rapper Undisputed there Little help from Last Chance Serenade's guitar player John Weighing me down. Now, it's not necessarily his fault that he sounds like a stereotypical white rapper because dude's a white rapper, but there is a little bit of like, all right, white rapper, go for it, bro. Get it. Get it. Life's a bitch nowadays, and I hardly can cope. No need for hope, cause if I do, I know my heart to get I like the flow, though. I like the way his voice sounds. If it wasn't overmodulated and you played me this, I wouldn't automatically know it was local. Right. That's a compliment. That's a big compliment. 
See, it weighs me down that I ain't gonna escape the rain. I feel like Damon Wayne's every day. It's major pain. Living uh, major pain. Oh, shh. Major nice. pain. Was that, was that the joke? Or was it just like... I don't know if that was the punchline or if that was just that, us thinking about Damon Wayans. That, that, no, he was saying that, that major, Damon Wayans, that major pain. That was a nice reference there. Me down that I ain't gonna escape the rain. I feel like Damon Wayans every day it's major pain. Pretty good. I, that was nice there. I like it. Major pain was a good movie. That was pretty funny there. In the hollow of minds, even the middle class are struggling and falling behind. Lord, I'm calling on you now. Please show me a sign. I try progressing, but no matter what, it only declines. It's a miracle I'm here. Should I hardly survive? Cause when I lost my son, it took me and a part of me died. Getting real with it there, undisputed. gotten really lucky with local talent here. Star County, I gotta give it to you. You guys got a lot of musical talent in the area. Not a lot of jobs, but hey, there's a lot of musical talent. <laughs> Make America work again. There you go. If you want to be featured on New Tour Tuesday, send me your stuff. Stansbury at WRQK.com. If I was going to be critical before it's over, long, right? Like, like, where are we? I mean, Bro, this, we're four minutes in, and there's still another minute and a half. Oh, why is anybody in 2017 making a five-and-a-half-minute record? Because you're not trying to write a radio single. You know what I mean? Like, the, this guy knows that this isn't going to be like, hey, we're playing it on okay. on, 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 on a hip-hop station. So he's probably like, dude, got a lot to say. You gotta I'm going to say it. You got to let the guitar player, what's this guy, what was the band? Last Chance Serenade. Last Chance Serenade. You got to give him some time. But I'm losing myself. Myself. I keep on trying, but yeah. I can't break this hill. I'll keep on moving. Got a little Chad Kroger in there. I keep on moving. It's weighing me down, down, down. It's weighing me down. We can cut the bridge, guys. Down, Turn it down. Oh my god, yeah. This needed to be a lot shorter. Three and a half minutes would have been good, but right there. But like I said, I mean they're not writing it. They're not like, yo, bro, we need to write a song that's gonna be a major single. Probably just trying to get it all out of their chest, out of their hearts. Dumping his purse out. Express themselves, man. Dumping the purse out. Alright. Fanto, give me the vote there on uh, undisputed local rapper out of Canton, Ohio. A little help there from Last Chance Serenade. Hey, dude! Honestly, you uh, you give him a little bit of a buffer zone for production value. And along to. that, and with along that, comes, right on a curve. With that comes, you know, not knowing when to end the song. I have to give him a little benefit of the doubt because, dude, you guys are a local right. artists. You're not All working. Right. You're not working with a producer who's telling you, "Hey, here's the here's the hit format." You're just getting out there and expressing your emotions. Undisputed. I'm a, I'm a fan now. I am. I like that dude. Here's what I'm gonna say. 
best of the four songs. Yo, God. Think about that. Damn, dude. Now, The Rascal Flat is going to be a smash hit. Right, but, but still. Like, but the best of those songs was Undisputed, local rapper there. And again, uh, on loan was the guitar player from Last Chance Serenade there. There you go. Uh, we appreciate you guys sending that in. If you have you more. Th- you, what do you vote? Oh, I'm going to vote not a turd. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a turd. Sorry, sorry I, I, I forgot to make that right. official. Uh, again, if you want to be featured on New Turd Tuesday, here's what you do. You send me your stuff, little bio on the band, radio edited track there. I don't want to have to do work for you. Like Kid Rock, radio edit. You yeah. can just put that there. Stansbury at WRQK. Dot com. That's it for New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Roxino. It's also it for the program. We are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. However, be listening to Fishhead this morning as at 11 a.m. He will send you out to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards. 11 a.m. on Rock 106.9. See ya.